Welcome back, everybody, to the town of Thrushmore, where our party finds themselves... Well, we honestly don't even know where half of them are at the moment. <laughs> Scattered to the four winds. This thread unraveled, and it's in splayed all across the town almost as quickly as we arrived. Each of us have found some connections to our pasts and to our lives here. Some of us have found uh, new connections that we weren't exactly excited for. Yeah. It's been a day of discovery, to be certain, because it has been barely, if even, a full day in the town. Before we get to involved in the new things here in Thrushmore. I want to briefly pause this and talk about some new stuff that we've got with the UGT show. Both new, none of it's entirely new, it's just stuff that has returned, stuff that has changed, stuff that is way, hopefully, better now. And both of them start with P. The first was the podcast. Remember when we had a podcast way back when? And like, I think Quest for the Frozen Flame was the last one that actually made it to a podcast because I do not know how to run those and do not know I've never listened to a podcast in my life I know absolutely nothing about that entire like genre of existence so it kind of just fell off we brought it back and now if you search UGT show undeniably good time on pretty much any podcast network you should be able to find it not only with all of the old content everything was on there before all the Age of Ashes the couple of seasons of The Hook but now, too, with this new adventure in Strange Aeons, I'm not sure if Malevolence is on there. I don't know 100% of the details, but we're working on getting everything on there as we can. And then, of course, everything going forward will be there as well. Podcast is back, baby. You can just use the digestible audio version of the show that we've been lacking for so long. And if you want even more of these adventures, even more strange aeons, malevolence, just general shenanigans with all of these people. We have revamped our Patreon as well, which I will admit has sort of fallen by the wayside because I didn't really know what to do with it. Uh, way back when, we had some tiers of rewards like getting to name NPCs or add NPCs entirely, uh, but as that's a, that's a difficult, like, recurring monthly award because, like, hey, new month, give me a new list of names, everybody. And then, obviously, after everyone had submitted their 94th name, bad months when literally nobody responded. And I was like, I need better stuff. I don't know what to do. So how about bonus content? Now, over on Patreon, we've simplified everything. It's just one tier now. It's just one, I'm pretty sure, $5 tier that you get on and you get all the bonus content we produce, which at the moment is post-shows with the crew, the aftermath of every episode of Strange Aeons and every episode of Malevolence. Every episode of Strange Aeons Season 2, obviously, because we just started doing this. We, we, we do not, in fact, possess a time machine <laughs> to retroactively go back and do it for Season 1. So we think. We've been prepared. We're, we're working We've been on that. Ready. We're trying to get there. <laughs> so we got bonus content. We got the podcast back. And we've got a bunch of stories to tell around this table here. And I've... Got a villain points. It started no. off from saying Fox 10, I believe puts me up to two here. That's cool. Hang on to those. There's going to be a fun surprise tool that will help us later. So, 
I think we know where we have to start with this. Hello. Because the it's the cat, obviously. We've got to start with the, the tail of the cat. There it's, needs it's to be an explanation. <laughs> we had an explanation. We talked about it this last week. It cannot be a coincidence it's how a often. fishing village. They're it's everywhere. It's the same cat. You don't know that. Cats it's just sound like cats. <laughs> No, cats actually have the same voice. You sound very different. Okay, yeah. then. Don't, say something, don't <laughs> say something stupid. Don't say something you're going to be. The cat defender has logged on. Okay. I have three cats. <laughs> Give us cat lore. Yeah. And I could tell which one's meowing at all times. Last week, we split up. Cammie and MD went to a tea house to go meet with an old friend of hers that was a... Uh, Rather interesting set of revelations. <laughs> I would t like to take this time to formally apologize for... <laughs> for being the bad guy. <laughs> Trey, for who it turns out I am. <laughs> Trey had decided he was interested in investing in a better weapon and some armor because it's clear, with even what you've seen this first day in Thrushmore, that whatever you're embroiled in is not over. But two of your, star uh, two of your stories right now Certainly started wearing these to a fight is not it's fun. Embarrassing. That's <laughs> so last season. <laughs> Two of these stories started a little before that. As when those three had awoken this morning, two of you were already gone. And they found some hints as to what had happened to the pair of you. The story <laughs> of Marius's evening. Uh it's rather grim, it appears as they had found what certainly looks like a victim of, we'll go with circumstance, we'll give you benefit of the doubt for now. No one was there, nobody saw what happened. But he was certainly stabbed with your clan dagger, and we know that because your clan dagger was still left behind at the scene, with you nowhere to be found. And EZ... Also grim. <laughs> Equally grim. Easy was much more direct. That's for certain. You had awoken in the middle of the night to a knife at your neck and a figure escorting you out the window of your bedroom outside. We'll start here for right now. As you climbed out through the window, this cloaked and masked figure still keeping you at knife point. As they motion for you to close the window behind you. You have no idea what's going on. You were jumped yeah. by a uh, bunch of unruly figures in the streets just a handful of hours before, pretty recently. Oh, but this, this does not look like one of them. Those, they were wearing fairly shoddy, ill-fitting armor. They had simple knives. They just looked like you know, hoodlums. Mm. This figure is clearly kitted out with something much more elaborate. The knife is well made. You can see a fine rapier at their belt and several other sheaths on a bandolier across their chest and a belt around their waist as well with more blades, small pouches. And the armor is clearly much more well made. It's properly fitting. It's it's well cladded and treated leathers rather than just shoddy hand-me-downs and something to put between them and an aggressor. Mm. This is I mean, I'm not gonna it's not inherently unrelated, but definitely not 
similar at immediate first appearance. Professional. You professional. Yeah, <laughs> that was that's a good word to describe it. Very much more adept at this. As you get outside, not even given a moment to grab anything or dress. Uh, in fact, I think we even established barefoot yeah. <laughs> last week by the footprints they found. There were some grippers out. Who uh who is this that you uh, we are okay. meeting today outside this, this little cottage while the rest of your party sleeps? Easy. Uh also otherwise known as Martin or Two Penny. Got a uh, man of many names. Many names. Yeah, a lot of friends and enemies in town. Uh you got jumped yesterday. Just a regular n- normal average bar just <laughs> Having a rough week. With a surprising week. amount of enemies. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, a lot of Average critters. bard. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, just having a really rough week. Got interrupted in my duty sleep. Uh, just, just trying to get through to Monday. Um, <laughs> is it cold out? <laughs> what, what season is this right now? Uh, this would be kind of the transition, much as we are now, late summer, early fall. So here in Ustalov, it's not nearly as temperate as the Florida, which is where we are. So it is probably a bit chill. Mm. Uh, maybe around 60 outside with a light breeze blowing in from the bay. Uh, mm. The lake nearby making it a bit consistently cooler here than mm. it could be elsewhere, perhaps. So it's 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 not like biting, but it's probably a little uncomfortable. Yeah, especially with fair feet. Yeah. And I got just like boxers on and like <laughs> a, sh- a t-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just in pajamas. <laughs> like the sleep mask is up on my, <laughs> up on my forehead still. <laughs> it's just a bandana. Of course, yeah, it is. Does. It is just my. <laughs> it's a mask. It's a bandana. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just pretty uncomfortable. But you know, fans. I've I've been kidnapped by a fan probably before. You know, <laughs> this this is. It's just another Tuesday night. It's surprisingly <laughs> un, unperturbed by the situation here. What what color are the boxers? <laughs> the the white the ones lo- with the red box. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fruit of the Loom or Hanes? What are Fruit of the Loom. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no sooner do you get out and get the window closed and turned around as this uh, figure grabs the collar of your shirt and pushes you back against the wall next to the window and puts the knife right back up to your throat. I'll give you an autograph if that's what you want. What happened? Uh... I don't know. A lot of stuff have been happening. It's been a crazy week. Uh, could you be more? Sp- uh, I, I don't know. Looking anything. up close here, <laughs> they've got a mask drawn up over their nose and a hood up over that. You can't see much more other than a pair of what look like pretty angry green eyes in the moonlight staring okay. at you. Okay, I'll be honest. I went to rehab. I went to Briarstone for a week. I, it's it's been rough. It's been a tough week. I. I, uh... Briarstone? Yeah. What the hell is you doing in Briarstone? I had a bender. <laughs> you don't... S- you don't go to Briarstone for drinking too much for a night on the tavern. What happened, Martin? Okay, I, I just... And the, knife, the blade of the knife kind of presses into your neck a little bit. You can feel it start to cut a little bit into the skin. All right, we found the knife, Prince. Okay, I... Lost all my memory. I really don't know what happened. I... I got shipped over there. The cat was involved. I don't know what's happening. Some weird stuff happened over there. There's like zombies and like there's like this space monster that came in and there's like a book that makes you go to Dream Stop. World. It's you, I don't know what's what real or not. Are you talking about? 
I don't even know. You lost all your memories? Yeah. I don't even know where my house is. I'm in this random house. How did you even find me? Uh, they move their hand and tap on this tattoo that you have on the side of your neck. What? I have. I don't. I don't even know what that. And they let go and pull down the mask for a second, and she reveals her face. Uh, pretty pale. Got freckles kind of run across her cheekbones and her nose here. Uh, rather narrow face. And you can see by the, the blonde hair she's got kind of come down the side that's sort of bundled up under her hood behind her. What do you mean, no memories? Like, nothing? Like, I, I don't know. They checked me in. I was talking, like, this weird language. I wasn't even talking common. I was speaking Aklo. How am I supposed to know what that is? I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I got a case file in the house that explains some of it. Do you even... And she just kind of looks at you, like, more confused than you are at this point yeah, by the insane story that you told here. I got jumped today. It, like, really hurt. I got, like, a bruise on my ribs. I don't know. It's been a rough... What's my name? I don't... J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-
another guy who's a little bit shorter than you, uh, who is in something close almost to like a play costume, like a pleated shirt, a bright green jacket, and he's carrying in one hand a, uh, a round-headed lute. And he's sort of laughing a little. You're clearly having a way better time with this than he is as you kind of lead him out the door. And you're like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, Thrushmore's never had something as good as you here. This is, it's like the, the thing you did, that, that, um, that, um, and you just, as you're walking, kind of pointing down at his loot. We, we can't stop just because they're at a mead here. No, there's another place. We got to go to Silver Wagon. Come on, man. And uh, he just kind of nods. And he's a, he's a round-faced fellow without a whole lot of hair up on his head, almost that little Friar Thomas ring kind of going on. He just kind of chuckles. <laughs> Thank you, Martin. Uh, I, I think it was. It's it's. I, I, uh, he he seems like he's a little uncomfortable, but you're 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 pretty direct. <laughs> and as you're laughing it up down on the road, having a good time, leading this guy out towards another place, you walk a bit down the road, and then you turn. And you're like, oh. No, this uh, we gotta go all the way around. Let's go through here and turn down an alley between a couple of buildings. You lead him a little ways down there. I'm telling you, man, it's it's that 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 thing that um that that thing you did with the uh, with the, the two strings on there that the sound it makes. And you look away from him for a moment, a little bit down the alley, and you see a figure just sort of leaning against the wall casually, wearing exactly what this woman here at the cottage was wearing. And as you get a little closer, you use your arm and just kind of push him forward towards her and stand up and straighten your jacket and your shirt. And as he stumbles over, she steps forward, fist balled, and just socks him in the gut as hard as she can. He coughs goes to double over. She puts a hand on his shoulder, another one, another one around his neck, and just pulls him up and holds him there in front of you. Well, you just kind of step up, reach around to her waist, fingers tap on the hilts of a couple of the knives she's got in her belt, and just pick one out and put it in your hand. It's a pretty good performance. What can I say? Problem is, I need this, you know? This, uh... These guys here in Thrushmore, these guys at Disdain, their coin, their entertainment. This is, you sort of touch yourself the tip of the knife. This is what I do. This is what we do. No, competition's not good for business, really. You're a pretty good singer. I'll give you that. And uh, you reach out and tap him on the lip with the tip of the knife as you say that. So I'm going to need you to go somewhere else, okay? And the dude, as he's getting choked by this girl here, he's panicking he's struggling he can't really say anything he's like come on if you if you can't give me a yes or no i'm gonna do something a little bit more drastic you know and uh nothing you can't talk you can't breathe and you're like oh, okay fair enough hey give me his tongue babe and <laughs> she brings the other hand up puts her fingers on the sides of the jaw and forces his mouth open as you stick the knife at knife in and stick it through his tongue cutting it out of his mouth entirely and with a spray of blood just thrown on the ground and as you do she lets him go and you immediately leg pull your leg back and just send it right up in between his he doubles over on the ground crying sobbing in pain 
choking on his own blood. As she just looks down at him, he just kind of stands there with the knife and wipe it off on the back of his shirt. So Naga seeing Thrushmore again, right? That's good. Got a good deal. You can go. And you put it back in her sheath as he kind of struggles, looking in shock at this tongue on the ground to try to get up and run away. And you just straighten yourself up again and look up at her. She has this big smile on his face. And you two <laughs> go right together. And then in an instant, you're back outside the cottage. That same situation, that exact transition here. As she's pulling back from you, her eyes kind of narrowed. You can at least pretend to enjoy it, you know. Well, so did I'm, you go to the damn moon? No, but we were a good team. You know, our methods were a bit intense. But I'm just remembering when we cut that guy's tongue out <laughs> in the alley. That was a lot. Huh? I had to be a little more specific than that, I'm afraid. Whoa, several times. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know what's just worse. Is Cammy's or is EZ's worse? Hey, we still got two more to figure out. She's, she's <laughs> still it only gets up. worse. She's still got the knife and she's still holding on to you. But she doesn't have the blade at your throat anymore. She just kind of has the knife in her hand. In her hand. Pump butt of her palm just kind of up against your shoulder. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. So, you don't remember nothing, then. You certainly got something going on there. Yeah, that, was, that was a little something, but I still don't even know your name. Reese? Reese. Okay. It's going to be a little bit. Sit down. Just and she just kind of like takes a step back and like turns a little bit, rubbing her fingers on her brow. The, the universal, what the hell do I do with this <laughs> motion? <laughs> Sit down. Okay, yeah. She sticks the knife back in her belt. What a. I don't even. I don't even know how to take this or what I can even start to do. How do we fix this? How do I fix this? How do you fix this? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing thing worked. Try that again. She just rolls her eyes. Well, you're certainly still Martin. <laughs> That's positive. Um, okay, well, no, 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 hold on. This is, um, <clears throat> like a Damn fable. You, you lose your mind and what is it? A strong emotion? A strong memory or something? Is that... Yeah. Maybe I could be in mortal danger. Maybe we can rob somebody. You again. were already in mortal danger. If you didn't remember me, you certainly thought you were. We just gotta do things I used to do? I don't know. I, apparently, I used to be one of the countless people, she I just think. just kind of perks. <laughs> um... I don't know, like, what, or did you also work for the count? Did we work for the count, or were we our own thing? And as you're talking, she walks over, turns around, just puts her back to the wall, and just slides down the wall until she's just sitting on the floor next to you. The mud prince. <sighs> I mean, I guess. Not, not exactly. I don't think you were, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no stuff with the count matters. That wasn't what was important. Hmm. What was it for? A lot of other things outside of that. You don't remember why I came here or how we met or... 
Hmm. How's your week been this last week? <laughs> he just kind of like <laughs> hits you. He just sort of like hits you on the shoulder. I gotta figure something out. Okay. If it's things you used to do or things you cared about, I'd like to think. Strong feelings. I have an idea. Come on. And she uh, shoots back up, offers both her hands down to you, pulls you up off the ground. We're going to the warehouse. Sounds fun. <laughs> and leads you literally by the hand like a child off. In his boxers! <laughs> In your boxers! <laughs> footed down the road. These rocks. While you're experiencing whatever this is, you're not the only one getting fragments of your past back. You're not the only one remembering a little bit of who you used to be. (laughs) You. (laughs) Sat inside this tea house, two folded leaves, near sort of central Rushmore is a pair of figures in one of their private little boots, and even a curtain drawn across the front for a, just a little bit of seclusion from outside eyes. It's a quiet, small place. On one side of the table is a woman with her dark hair pulled back in a fairly large, intricate braid kind of wound about with some almost filigreed silver ribbon and a, a teardrop air upon her head with simple but well-kept clothing and some blood running down from one nostril uh, across her lip. Across from her is a figure entirely. It looks very different. (laughs) (laughs) Different? I feel like this figure would look different in almost every um, situation or collection of people she might find herself in. Um, You would see Cammy. Uh, an itty bitty two foot three um, gnomish witch, um, a little lizard crawling up her head, um, a stunned look on her face after the revelation. <laughs> Easy is certainly not the only one who is remembering things right now, uh, but the hero point. From Lil Levick. Easy. <laughs> no message attached, so I'm just going to assume it's for the Riz. Hey, dude. <laughs> surge, surge of speed. Swift winds will guide us to victory. So many jokes I can dude, make with stop, that, please. but I'll just leave it to your imagination. Put that as a DIY one for the audience. Uh, but <laughs> Not fun if we explain everything. Cammy. <laughs> these names, the titles on these hero play cards have been consistent bangers. Dude. Sitting across the table from Malison here, you have your hands. I meant still just kind of sitting palm at the table. She's got one over in yours and one kind of up to her face. I. All right. Give me a moment, but. No, let, yeah, you take a. You take some. You could go. Let uh, me. Let me try this again. Let me. Oh, uh, we're going again? <laughs> I, I hardly got anything. I... Oh, that's that wasn't a lot? <laughs> that felt like a lot. <laughs> okay. Edelme, I, your entire mind is 
is like a castle, walled and impenetrable. There's just a little around the edges, just in your most recent memories of things that you can even access at all. There's there's so much in there. It's the entire life. You, what did you remember? Just now? Um, did you remember something? Okay, no, I, yeah, I felt nah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, like, who was that guy that we had? Oh. Like, um, I kind of look around. I was like, and I kind of, like, show her my gun a little bit. <laughs> and I've got, like, the patch. Like, we, we had all this stuff, right? Don't tell anybody about that. Don't, we had all this stuff. And um, there was a gentleman present. Um, and he wasn't doing so hot. Um, and what are you talking? She pulls out a small, like, really ornate, like, frilled handkerchief and just uh, holds it up to her nose. He was no one of import, I suppose. Just a subject to test. We're... Okay. Um... <laughs> we were trying... You were trying to learn more about how we feel. More specifically, how we experience feeling and how that could be adapted to be something greater than what our minds are meant to access or meant to experience. It was important, Adelmay. It was something we need, something we still need. I think you were right. I, I'll admit, I may have been a little dismissive at the time, but... That's really understandable, actually, honestly. Let me try again, if you're willing. Do you feel okay? Um, no. Uh, I put my hands under her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, again, clear your mind, but this time, how, you've, you've been around town. Have you been to... <laughs> don't focus on distractions. Sorry, I don't... Have you been to any of the stele? The what? The small little monuments. They're stones, maybe... Oh, like the tower things. I suppose With to the you, they, stuff on they it. may be. Oh, no, it's got a name. That's awesome. They've the, the insignias <laughs> upon their sides, yes. Think uh. of that. Focus on it. Clear your mind of all else. I'll try to help you understand. But just think only of the stele. Okay. And she closes her eyes and tilts her head back a little bit. And for a few moments, nothing happens. You close your eyes, kind of squeeze them shut. Seeing darkness, not feeling anything. When you open them, it's kind of peak. You're looking around a different room again. I close my eyes again. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. You are looking from the center of what almost looks like a cathedral, a massive chamber, and you're standing next to one of these stele. Looks near identical to the one you saw outside the high market and near identical to the ones you had seen in Zandalus's drawings. You see figures in a circle around you, all wearing near identical cloaks, clasped, clasped with uh, silver and yellow bangles and hoods 
drawn up over your heads. You see yourself. <laughs> oh my gosh! Ah, no. <laughs> you see what must be yourself near the front of the circle. Pretty easy to pick out. Very small compared to most of the other <laughs> people other around cloaks. you. Wouldn't that be hard to pick Standing out? Standing right... Well, you're in the front. Wow. Standing right next to one very large hulking figure in an identical cloak. You hear little save for what sounds like the faint music of a violin echoing through the chamber. You see yourself not through your eyes, but from the center of the room, and you look down next to the stele, and you see that same figure from your last vision, the man in the chair. His eyes rolled back in his head, still gagged, arms and legs bound, and you see Malison standing over him. Her hood down, but with the same robe, robe, a knife in her hand. And she chants something, one hand on the stone, kneels down, closes her eyes, and plunges the blade into his neck. He has no chance to cry out, no chance to scream, nothing more than a gurgle comes out from him. It's silent for a moment, save for this ephemeral violin quietly coursing through the room. And you can feel the anticipation. And then you hear a thud, and you are snapped back into the tea house as Mellison's head hits the pit. Oh, gosh! Oh, no! Um... <laughs> I, like, lightly try and slap her. I'm like, oh, no! Tiny baby hands, just... Um... Oh. Are you okay? Uh, oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, let's, uh, let's, let's take a minute. Let's take five. Let's take five. Why don't you, you go to the, there's a bathroom or something, and you can take a minute we'll, and get you cleaned up or something. What happens? Well, uh, you killed somebody. Um, we were around the stele. Um, something was about to happen. That's the scene that we've played out a dozen times and a dozen more by now, I'm afraid. But it hasn't worked yet. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just... (laughs) But we're close. Edelmay, we're very close. What are we trying to, why? What are we trying to do? I, I don't even know how to begin to explain all of this to you, given your lack of mind and your lack of memory, but just here. Uh, I need to tend to something. You go I'll, take a second. I'll find you again later. Okay. We'll, we'll discuss this, but for now, if you find yourself with free time, if you can, head to the Stele in town, any of them. Really look upon their surfaces. Edelmay, look at the ruins. Think back on them. Focus. Is it that important? You were the only one that could read them. Ah, why? Oh, gosh. Okay, you no, know sure, I'll go, I'll go read. What they do. Maybe they'll bring back more within you, but... I don't think I can be much more help right now. No, Overexerting go, myself isn't going to help either of us. You go take a second. I think we all need to take a breather right now. Um, 
I'll find you later. Okay, I'll find you later. Stay safe, little man. If there's anything else you can remember, try. I will. Try no, to I'll cling to that. I'll stay safe. As soon as she goes, she is, I'm booking it over to MD. She is, she is going to pull back the curtain, and she is going to get up and, and head out. Like, she's leaving the yeah. tea house. She's, and you immediately get up and run over to another booth where another figure is sitting. <laughs> Who do we see here? You see this is six foot eight, naturally, like, naturally large orc with these ritualistic scars on his arms. Just hunkered into this little booth that's probably not size size for a man his, his little teacup is drinking his first cup of tea since he can remember his md everyone's favorite orc so you see him with this almost comically small <laughs> <laughs> little porcelain teacup in his hand Relaxing. i bust into his booth and i don't I even imagine down. he closed the curtain no he probably just opened like any <laughs> <laughs> and i sit down i'll be like okay listen um try some of this no a lot of um okay yeah i take it like a shot i love it (laughs) (laughs) it is very hot it's like near boiling Ah! (laughs) listen listen um listen i there's a lot going on right now um and screw it I'm going to pull out my file, and I'm going to slide it across the table to MD. I didn't want you guys to look at this before, um, because I didn't want to get left behind um, in the the asylum, um, but after, um, and with what I know now, that seems to... I mean, it's still concerning. Um, maybe and be the least. I don't, I don't MD want you to... As MD opens and starts to look through Cammy's patient file, we move over to another place. Another building in the town near the north side, near the tree line, where Thrushmore fades into the thick woods around the lake, where out in front of a haphazard smithy situation next to a squat and singed but long little building a man waits uh, technically a man um, man-ish man-ish hobgoblin-esque you might say uh so man from here down uh shaved cat from here up <laughs> It's about, like, where this is your average man. How is that the worst thing we've heard today? What? <laughs> what does that mean? Like the, you know the, the naked oh, cats? Oh, okay. No, I get it. I guess. Because the hobgoblins do kind of look like the I naked cats. I just hate cats. it. Yeah. <laughs> hobgoblins unironically look like You can hate it, Persian but he's not cats. wrong. Yeah. Um, I love Pathfinder 2 hobgoblins, by the way. They yeah. look so neat. They do look really It's, it it's a really cool well, design. A I do like the design. It's the most apt cats. It, uh, it's the most it's apt way accurate. that I have thought to describe a Fair hobgoblin. Um, tall, six foot four, built, very athletic, not hulking man of muscle, but definitely large and could pack a punch, wearing half-hazardly put-together pipe armor with a big old coat over it. You have Trey the Hobgoblin. And as you wait outside this building... You hear the handle of the door and the smithy rattle. You hear it rattle and a thud of wood as the door kind of jostles in place. It rattles again. You hear a little voice 
swearing on the other side. And the door flies open inward. And you hear some tumbling and crashing. And then a small little figure. A little green guy. About the size of Cammy, With an extremely, almost like, ballooned spherical head. That looks far too large for his body. And curved down, pointy, <laughs> droopy ears. So, hey Arnold. Not wide, just like big spear. Okay. It's like a bobblehead, kind of. Comes oh, gosh. tottering oh, out no. <laughs> with a thick brown leather apron on that the front of it goes all the way down to his feet, where it looks like he's just kind of hacked through a bit of the bottom of it. Not cleanly with a knife, so it wouldn't drag. Back of it, definitely still dragging a little bit. The back doesn't it. matter. Totters out, reaches up, and just grabs the sign that says out on the front of the door and pulls it off. And turns the sign that says, in. The, says in. in because you flipped it over and you drew in on the back right. He goes up and grabs it and pulls it off and looks at it. And then he looks out and he sees you. He's like, "Oh no!" And flips it back out, puts it back on the door, and slams the door. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna walk over to the door and just knock on the door. It's closed for you. But if there's anyone else out there, tell them they can come in. Just gonna knock again. No! Close! Like, not open! Bang, bang, do no more work for you! You haven't done any work for me in the first place. I just got here. Do you again hear the door handle rattle and the door just kind of jump in its frame again and start saying, Stupid! Door! <laughs> he yanks on it. Push it. It is. Pretty stuck, but you are pretty strong, and you push it, and it flies open again for bang, bang, hang on the back, and you again now see him kind of crash into the wall behind it as he gets it open. He pulls himself up and totters up and just stands right in front of you, shoulders up, arms out, stanced up little goblin that barely comes up to your hips, if that. Just looking straight up at you, which I can't do because the mic is down here, so pretend I'm doing this. But <laughs> just, just get down like this. <laughs> like a mini version of Trey. Yeah. They are both goblinoids. They do look similarly built. Just one is very He has out. the same size head as Trey does, just on a smaller body. No. I am tired of late bills. I am tired of no payments. I am tired of commissions with nothing. No more. No more what? No more anything. No more business for you. No more business for councilmen. But no more business for you, most importantly. What did I even order? Bang, bang, going to stab you. Like he to turns see around you and Bang, bang, going to stab you with it. I show you. And <laughs> <laughs> he goes back in. He's perfect. And he waddles in. You can see the inside here is a, I'd call it a showroom, but a showroom designed by a goblin. <laughs> so, it's so it's a little bit of a mess. There's uh, knives and swords literally just stuck point first into the wooden tops of tables. There is what amounts to a display rack on the wall of a couple of farming sides and woodcutting hatchets that are literally just stuck blade first into the wood of the building's wall. He is, uh... Hey, I mean, you know, that'd be great if it didn't cause, like, a lot of rusting. And you can see that there are a lot of wood scars across every surface in here from things he's put in in the past. It's convenient. But he's got a little counter, and on the top of the counter you can see there is the only actual display rack 
that he's got. That he clearly must, he surely didn't make it himself like he did most of the other stuff in here because it looks kind of nice. And it's holding up. What is it exactly? <laughs> so it's a spear thing. The breaching pike. Yes, it's it's a breaching pike. But I, I, again, I've, I've remembered a lot of things going into this session and what a breaching pike looks, looks so like specifically is not one of them. A breaching pike is a spear with a hardened steel triangular tip intended to pierce shields all right armor. it's just got like the wide point i couldn't remember what yeah. made it different it's got like the super wide it has a hardened steel head. tip yeah. exactly just and like the, that uh, and the so it looks almost like a partisan kind of yeah this is what it comes like to me and it's sitting on a rack and he's got a little piece of wood that's not exactly square it looks like it's had a, about a corner of it singed off that just has sail scrawled on top of it s-a-e-l sail Sam. And it has a uh, 50 gold crossed out, 40 gold crossed out, 30 gold crossed out, 25 gold <laughs> is what it says right now. And he reaches up and he grabs it and it's hilariously large for him. Uh, he grabs it and kind of teeters a bit, <clears throat> turns around and sort of tucks it under an arm and then just sort of walks up forward. He's, he's walking at you. You doing anything? No. As bang, bang comes up. He's trying to stab you with it. <laughs> when like... he goes to do that, I'll just stomp on it. <laughs> He's going to make an attack yeah. roll. He's very much not trained in this weapon. <laughs> I'm wearing my armor, so. He's perfect. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a decent roll. It's going to be a 16 hits. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> He's going to go to do it, and I'm just going to stomp on it. He, uh, you just kind of step on the tip and put it down, and you, like a seesaw, you put the tip of this down, bang, bang, goes up <laughs> off the floor for a moment before he comes back down. This stupid piece of crap, bang, bang, can't sell to anybody! Nobody wants stupid hobgob weapon! Not, not taking my foot off of it. I'm, it I'm just looking around, looking at this. Why'd you try and sell it for... And just looking at because the Because you never came back to pick up commission. Never even paid payment. Said you were good for it. <sighs> How much? And bang Bang stupid. Bang Bang not learn fast. But Bang Bang learned this time. <sighs> How much? And he just sort of looks over and points at the uh, thing that's supposed to For you, double that. <clears throat> I'll be back in about an hour. And, uh... <laughs> just take my foot off it. And as you do it, Ricey goes to pull, and he just, like, tumbles backward and <laughs> flips over with the thing, almost like pole vaulting, ends up on the backside of the counter as this thing crashes <laughs> across the table. Yeah. <laughs> Trey's a menace. I love him. <laughs> I don't know which is worse, oh Trey or gosh. Bang Bang. <laughs> so I'm, and just ignoring him, I'm going to leave. Back in an hour, Bang Bang. You better have coin, and it's last time. Bang Bang, take your coin, but then you banned. Just going to wave him off, <laughs> open up the door. And, and take off out sign. Bang, bang, not close. He just not want you. Is the door, like, stuck, stuck? Like, is it, it, When it's, it's closed, clearly... it does not fit in its frame very okay. well anymore. So the, the frame's a little you know, broken. So when it closes, it gets a little stuck. And it's just kind of hard to open again. Then I'll just yank on it, take the sign, put it on the nearest object, and then leave and head off to the uh, tea house. And as you uh, step out of the door there, we're going to swing back around again. To the journey of easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's having a very What's different happening evening. happening in the warehouse? 
we're having, good kiss again. We're having three extremely different stories on hold yeah. here. <laughs> well, this one had bang bang. That one bang bang to her head, and this one's bang bang as well. Uh, yeah, lots of bang bang. Stream. That was so good. <laughs> that was actually great. That's the oh, that's best. Oh my god. One liners today. Oh man. We, uh, we've had two goblinoids fighting over payment. We have whatever's going on in the tea house, and we have speaking bang, tongues. Bang. So, <laughs> speaking in tongues. You multilingual. Reese. I hate it here. Leads. <laughs> I'm being held against my will. Reese leads you down the streets to the island where you would to the larger isle of the two islands where you would first landed the uh, the docks the piers outside and leads you over towards the dock houses and the warehouses uh, there are a lot of these fishing warehouses and storage facilities and little fishmongers markets and everything like I first described when you arrived what Tully well their ship name could be easy reezy <laughs> I just realized that. you just said it I just I couldn't contain myself that's all <laughs> you look like you were very proud of something and I felt like it had like, to come that's out so good. <laughs> easy I'm proud reezy. of you I'm sorry I'm so invested I don't wait <laughs> wouldn't it just be reezy Re easy. Well, well, yeah. She's Reesey, so you'd be Reesey. Reesey, 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 Easies. Easies, Reesey's. Reesey's, Easies. This is the rest of the show, guys. This is this is this is Let's life. Workshopping this. If, if you if you saw my first run of Strange Aeons like ten years ago, history is a flat circle. Time repeats itself. We're back to Reesey's pieces, boys. We have nope. we haven't gone nowhere in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, like, anyway, like. Reese's Pieces is she, a prophecy. She thinks you Reese's Pieces is unavoidable. She thinks you a prophecy as a Time is a flat circle. It's like someone left a little trail of them so you end up in the same <laughs> spot. Yeah, it was footprints. There's an insane energy in this episode. <laughs> there wasn't the last one. from each of these scenes. And we'll get to you, I'm sorry. I know oh you're sitting in the corner with your sick makeup on. We, uh, literally. <laughs> she leads you around to a, uh, a warehouse that's sort of in the back, and, and again, as I described when we first arrived in Thrushmore, this looks like there's a lot of infrastructure and, and buildings to support much more than what Thrushmore currently does. And it looks like Thrushmore is not exactly at the high point in its arc. A lot of these warehouses, a lot of these facilities are unused or completely derelict. She leads you up to a building that's moderately run down. It's still intact, but the windows are boarded up and over. Uh, the back door of the warehouse is completely boarded up and nailed shut, and the like loading bay doors on the front end are the only available means of ingress that you can see. And she brings you around to that. A figure steps out from the alleyway next to the building. Uh, they're wearing what Cammy would recognize where she here is exactly the same cloak that she had just seen in her vision. With their hoods down. And Reese lets go of you for a minute and steps over to him and just kind of leans in, whispers something to him, and then turns her head as he says something back to her, and she just nods. It clearly points back at you and does a little roundup gesture with a finger listens to him again, and then just nods. And he heads back in the alley, and she moves over to the loading bay door. And just grabs it with both hands and slowly creaks it open just far enough for the two of you to fit inside. You squeeze in. 
She pulls the door back shut behind you. Pulls out a little piece of flint and lights a torch from a rack that they have near the door. Brings it around and uses that to light a couple of glass lanterns that are hanging up on the walls. And you can see, while clearly abandoned on the outside, there is a decent amount of stuff that's being stored on the inside. None of it's fishery tools or goods or crates or anything. It is an odd assortment of things. There are some casks. There are some crates of what look like fine tailored goods. Uh, there is what looks almost like a small... This is going to be the weirdest description I've ever used in my life, but like a cross between a gramophone and a calliope machine, if that makes any sense at ah. all. It's got like the big curled horn, like projecting horn, but the front of it has the uh, like the wheel that reads the nubs on the paper and hits the little things. Uh, but it has a set of strings, almost like a piano, more than just a bunch of little bells, like a xylophone. Uh, and a bunch of other, what are clearly just sets of personal goods. A lot of stashes of strange... Well, it looks like inks and various candles and chalks. But the main floor of the warehouse is pretty empty. She walks inside and just sort of crosses her arms and looks up at the ceiling for a minute. Back towards you. So we smugglers? Is that what we do? Is our hideout? We did a lot of things, Martin. Source and supplies is certainly one of them. Okay. It's a nice place you got. And she turns back around and looks at you. Come here. And <laughs> puts a hand out. Oh, you. She turns your wrist so your hand is up. And she puts her hand in yours and puts her other hand around your waist. And says, Come on. Remember waltzes at all? Anything? One, two, I mean, I'm not going to pick it up. Hold on, hold on. I've been playing and the she, violin. I don't know if I need to She steps over that. to this little gramophone calliope thing, pulls off whatever's on it, puts in a little rack no. next to it, looks through a couple of things, puts something on, and spends a second just kind of winding it through the machine and winding it up and then lets it go. And it almost sounds like a piano coming out of it as it runs. She comes back over to you. Hey, this... <laughs> this is some dancing? Fifty Shades of Grey romance. <laughs> They're dancing. <laughs> Do you know how terrible these people are? Dancing doesn't make them better. She puts hand around your waist again. She's like, put, put your hands <laughs> here. Hold mine. You, I have to tell you to do this backwards from what I do. Okay. So you You'll would, lead, I'll follow. I don't know how to lead this. You're the one who taught me this. Probably like riding a bicycle. Okay, hold on. Let's just listen to it. <laughs> so it's in threes. You so you're going to lead with your left foot. This is cute. <laughs> Shut up. One, two, three. And she steps back with her right. Back, side, together. Front, side, together. Back, side, together. Just keep it in the square for now until it makes sense. And uh, you have the most awkward <laughs> couple yeah, moments <laughs> of waltzing here imaginable. But... You, you kind of start to settle into it a little bit. She's like, okay. And then you lead, ass, or the man. You can sort of turn it a little. You can move it around. You want to stick right here. It's not a square dance. That's what you right. told me anyway. <laughs> so are we selling these fine tailored goods? Because I could use some new clothes. Half of this is yours. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Anything? Anything coming back? I mean, I'm learning how to dance better. Okay, but that's not memories. I'm, I'm teaching you that right now, <clears throat> idiots. Do you, rem you remember anything? Is this... Mm, no. Maybe we should, on. should we mug someone? Because that <laughs> works. <laughs> I'm so on board for that. <laughs> Shut up. Look, oh. All right, hold on. And she, she just like physically kind of pushes you away a bit and walks back over towards the stuff by the Calliope and rings and starts digging through a box of things. Where's it? Where's your stupid hat? Uh, and she pulls out that same hat that you saw yourself wearing when you came out of stain. Well, give me a minute. Was I a hat guy? Give me a minute. <laughs> I will stab you. That might bring. I would say you know I will. We stabbed you before. <sighs> she closes her eyes and she puts the hat on. And as she does, you see almost kind of like rolling down a wave from her head. Her hair that's kind of blonde and just sort of balled up in a big bun on the back of her head just to be out of the way transforms to like big flowing elegant curls that fall down to her shoulders the leathers of her armor are replaced by this dark blue flowing ball gown that goes all the way down to the floor and she looks i mean the hat is a little weird but she looks <laughs> otherwise like she's ready for some noble gala a proper ball she opens her eyes, and from this emerald green, her irises have turned to a vibrant purple. And she steps back up, puts her hand back out. You know how hard you had to beg me to do this? The haircut looks nice. I'd hope so. <laughs> and you go back briefly to these steps, this waltz around the room, her dress now kind of swirling around you. As you move, anything, anything at all, any memories, nothing's no. going back. It's nice though. <laughs> and she takes the hat off and just slams <laughs> it into your chest. Take your stupid hat. As soon as she takes it off, she immediately, almost instantly snaps back to how she looked before. Take your stupid hat. I, I don't know what to do with this. We steal things and stab people. I don't know magic and brain rot. Uh, Maybe we should steal things and stab people. I'm boarding this for that. <laughs> like old, for old times' sake. You know? <laughs> What's wrong with you? A lot of stuff, I guess. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> you always were strangely more into things afterward. It's a little weird, but. You're still you in there somewhere, that's for sure. Look, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this, okay? But I know someone who might. Let me go ask them. Oh, the play. Do you remember the play? Is that the one with the frog? <laughs> what? No, not okay. your stupid <laughs> tavern song. Okay. No, the play that you were orchestrating. That you were going to, you wanted to perform. Fun. The one that you wanted to be your backup plan. If nothing else, we just leave, forget Thrushmore, forget the Count, forget all of this, go somewhere else and fall back on that. The King in Yellow. 
That sounds like a good name. Kind of spooky. Spooky. I just had a bad experience with people. There's these cultists dressed in yellow, and That's they tried to kill me. And it was a. Uh, I don't it was even know what to start with you. Okay, and she okay. just puts a hand <laughs> over your mouth. Stop. Just stop for a moment. Let me think. I tell you about my week. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Let me ask some people. I don't really know what to do. I mean, we don't have to rush things. We just hang out. <laughs> no, I don't have to like be full memory immediately. It. You don't even know who I am. You don't even remember us being together. BC. You, because I told you that ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when's your oh. when's your birthday? I'm working on. If it. anything, that'd be a point <laughs> in the favor of you remembering who you were. You having to ask me. So, pardon. <laughs> when's my birthday? <laughs> I'll be in touch. Wait, and she just mine? reaches out. <laughs> she just reaches out and flicks the tattoo on the side of your neck. What is that? I can come find you. Is this track? Is this a chip? What is this? A chip. And she reaches into her pocket and pulls out a flat little rock. Uh, it's just a plain gray stone, but there's a carving in blue on its surface that is exactly the same as a tattoo you have in the neck. You're the one who asked her to make it. You really don't remember anything. Mine's like a outside of an egg. It's just smooth and useless. <laughs> well, is that like communicating? Can we talk through that? No. I'm going to be on but the other side of the room. talk by Martin. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's taking every single fiber of self-restraint I have not to punch you in the face. Maybe that'll bring something back. <laughs> She's going to do it. She's going to punch you. She doesn't punch you in the face. But she does punch you dead center in the chest about as hard as she can. And uh, just going to give you... And it's hollow. <laughs> <laughs> just the like his inside head. Of the inside of the easy is in fact empty. <laughs> You're going to take seven points in non-lethal flushing damage. She hits that you pretty hard. Hitting hit the solar plexus does not feel good. Yeah, it's going to knock the wind out of you. She hits you pretty hard. Oh, that was that a you're good rolling one. with the dice that you said kills people. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? It'd knock him out at worst. Could you imagine one-shotting him with an accidental punch? <laughs> More like friendly, right. fire. More Get friendly fire. Get <laughs> out of here. I don't know what to do with this. And if you don't, if you really don't remember anything about what we're doing, I don't even know what I can safely tell you. Do I have a house? You were. I pulled you out of one. You can go back to that one. I'm sure. Okay. So we weren't like cohabiting. No. No. Oh, okay. Not. Well, I mean, we were both staying up at the hill, but I mean, not like. I mean, most nights, yes, but we weren't like. <laughs> okay. Look, <laughs> your friends up at Bang Bang's stupid smithy. Go find him. Okay. I was also going to go to the sleepless agency and like try to find out some stuff. So I'm working on myself. Be careful about them. I would not. You know what? Actually, go right ahead. Okay. Is that, but is that something that you're saying like I should do, but you're going to get mad? I don't know what I even can and can't tell you right now, Martin. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know where to begin. I, I don't know what you think. I don't know where you are. I don't know which head you're thinking with right now. 
I'm gonna put on some clothes. Mm. I'll be... <laughs> Juice this hat, stupid. I guess. Yeah, I can do both. But like, once I take the hat off, I'll still be. It'll be like a dream. I'll know that I'm like. Have she no just pants goes back over the crate and just pulls out a jacket <laughs> and throws it at you and pulls out some pants and throws them to you and throws a belt your way. And there's some fairly nice leather shoes and she's just like tossing stuff across the warehouse out towards you. Everything in this stupid box is yours. Just grab whatever. Still fits? Please. <laughs> My manager giving what? her a headache. This is what role playing a himbo. <laughs> this is the most confusing Riz I've ever seen. I take all of that, and with this wheel from Saiyan Fox 10 here, a pretty fancy hat that she's handed you there, uh, that's. <clears throat> Pretty clearly, a little more than just a just a hat. It's a magic hat. It's a magic, magic hat. Tool hat. Go find your stupid friends. Don't have them poking the nose this place they shouldn't be trying to find. Okay, go. I'll figure this out. I'll okay, I guess it'll need to talk to Melissa. Just go. Track me. And uh, she'll push. <laughs> just push you out of the warehouse. Okay. <laughs> All the clothes kind of in your arms. <laughs> no time to put them on. The walk of shame. And then shut the door behind you. He's gonna show up in completely different clothes. He's gonna show up. Okay. No, house. I'm just making sure. I'm just, taking, I'm just taking a note. I'm gonna write a big old Sully was right. <laughs> right here. I was gonna fit in perfectly the story thing. The headcan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back at the tea house, MD has been handed a file. A file that Cammy has had for some time that he's now finally getting a chance to look through. You can take a second if you want to. Well, there's a lot more in your file than there was in my file. My file said it beat the crap out of anyone who came into the room. Yours is saying, don't attempt interactions alone. Do not transfer from solitary ward. You did magic while you're unconscious. And you adamantly, adamantly, you tried to say something to people who were near you, but no one knew what it was. Sound like you belonged in an asylum. Oh, I was afraid you guys would say that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but this was... Edelmay. Yeah. As far as I've known you, you haven't acted like that once. Yeah. Well, there was one time when you were unconscious and you did do a lot of weird magic. We told you about that, though. Yeah. It didn't hurt us a lot. Oh. <laughs> um. So it's got you in a panic. Why are you showing us this now? Why are you showing me this well, now? Well, because, listen, there's a lot of stuff I feel like that's about to come out about me that's really not... Um. I don't want you to hear anything from anybody else at this point. Um. Uh. I, I I could be a very large part of the problem here <laughs> that we've been having. Like, a seriously large part of the problem. Um, so, Edelmay was not cool. Uh, well, I, okay, actually, she was kind of cool. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Um, 
Um, but that's why I got to tell you this stuff because I, I'm kind of afraid of how cool I think she is, to be real with you. Um, uh, like I, 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 so Mel, Melison, um, was showing me visions of what happened before Briarstone and amongst like a bunch of other bad stuff and like, and like weird torture stuff. Um, and yeah, um, and like, Maybe human sacrifice. I'm so sorry. I, um, Can I get you anything wow. else, dear? Ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> Say something before you come in. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Your privacy curtain was open, so I was just offering. Oh my gosh! Thank I you. just throw it shut. Throw it shut your face. Um, whatever you brought me before, two more of those. <laughs> yes, um, I, I'll get them. Swiftly. Sorry if I am bothered. She's uh, a little eccentric right now. I'm fine. Well, always eccentric, but <laughs> a little more than normal. Just close the curtain. What's the strongest Thank stuff you. you have? <laughs> Magic Academy, thank you for the raid. Welcome to We all learn horrible things about who oh we were in our past. <laughs> I mean, I've had a memory of standing over a murdered corpse. This was like really culty. Like, like I listen, man. I just said I did human sacrifice. I let that sink in for a second. This is bad. And Multiple times. Your folder's still just kind of on the table here. Yes. And you see, your blue just kind of appear on the table, just sort of staying next to the folder. And uh, he reaches up with his little chameleon hands, his two little fingers, and just is trying to pick up the cover of the folder. It's kind of hard. He's a little lizard. He opens it, he just looks at you. He walks on the paper of this file. One eye looking at MD, one eye kind of looking He's at Cammy here. And moves to the top of the page and just points with his little chameleon prong at where it says Edelman, your patient name, yes. at the top. And as he touches it, you see his skin start to shift as he turns from blue to pink. He's evil now. Standing there. He touches it. He just looks up. I thought you were going to speak now. I was kind of scared. And then he pulls his hand off <clears throat> of it and just walks over and puts one little hand on you as he turns back to blue. And just two little snaps. You're not Edelman. Oh. Right? Two is yes. Yes. I'm learning how to talk to, to the lizard. He climbs back up your little jacket. I, you know, I might be different in a lot of ways now, but some of these things are still affecting us. Like when I pass out, I guess, and start magicking you guys, and um, apparently... By the way, those towers in uh, we saw over at the market called Stelli. I'm the only one who can read those, so that's cool. Well, what do they say? I don't know. I didn't read oh. it yet. <laughs> Fair. Well, what do you want to do? Um. This has you spooked. 
I'll be honest, I I never expected this to go so well. <laughs> I kind of figured that when somebody read a file about me and everybody else's was normal and mine said, don't attempt interactions alone and don't let her out of solitary and lock her up, that, um, <laughs> that, that's, that it might not go as well. I've known you for my entire recent memory. That whatever is in that file isn't who you are right now. If you start acting like that, then we have a problem. That's fair. Um, but until then, what do you want to do? Do you want to tell the others? I want to go read the Stelli. All right, then let's go read the Stelli. And prepare you to get to go tea. <laughs> we'll, to go cups. <laughs> You get another you, shot of it. You, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna not even have a tongue anymore. That's, that's, that's already happened guy. once. That's that's just like guy. You head out of the tea house and turn down the road, heading back towards the high mart. And you you don't make it very far before you hear a groaning noise coming from an alley between the buildings as you walk past. Not just regular groan, it's someone calling out to you, calling out to you specifically. And you see just I imagine covered in dirt and grime <gasps> disheveled just piled up in this alleyway amongst some <clears throat> crates and barrels. Who, exactly? I'm Marius Greyfall, a uh, very ghoulish now, uh Dwarf Ranger, um, just kind of waking up after a very rough night. It is 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> very rough just night. So early right now. Oh, uh, what's that? The sun's just coming up? <laughs> he thinks it's going another way. <laughs> yeah, can we snooze for a little longer? Uh, 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 MD. <laughs> um, as soon as I see Marius, I'm going to walk up to him, grab him by his... If he's on the ground, I'm going to pick him up and just one good punch to the face. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, what? <laughs> and he would look much worse than when you last saw him. He hasn't looked great recently, but something has clearly changed. I wish that punch wasn't the worst part that hurts. Dude, you can't do that. I can't fix that with him. <laughs> you know, you're an idiot. Yeah. It's, do you have his dagger? Uh, do I have it or, or do you have I handed it to you. Okay, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. I just unsheathed the dagger. You see this? Yeah. Covered in blood. And it's like just congealed and matted now along the blade. Yeah. I let you not, it. Clearly has not been even wiped. Yeah. Well, thank you, but also I'm sorry. You don't apologize to me. Winter knows. Oh, God. Yeah, you did a very good job covering up the scene. Uh, things will kind of just got out of control. I didn't 
I didn't want to do that. That wasn't really what I wanted. Doesn't matter what you wanted to do, it's what you did do. Um, are you full now? I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've been kind of, like, positioning myself between... <laughs> I'm like a little chicken wing. I <laughs> peeking around MD's legs here, like, uh... Yeah. I, Just a little nugget. I, th- I, I think I'll be okay. You, th- you know, last... Think, or do you know? Last night was... You know, I'm... A learning experience and suffice to say I hadn't really eaten for a couple days at this point so I lost a little bit of control but I I promise that won't happen around anybody else that I was I wasn't trying to hurt anybody but you know I was just I, I was you know I wasn't gonna try to hurt anybody who's alive but I was in the I was in the graveyard and this I didn't think anybody was around and the groundskeeper just you know, surprised me. Well, I got two things to tell you. If you ever become a threat to the other three, I will stop you. Number two, next time kill someone no one will miss and dump the body in the river. Yeah. Yeah. It like I said it, it it was bad. I just, I was, tr- I was going to try to be clean and careful, but then I just started hearing just, other noises, and I had to run away. And I'm kind of like grab a piece of dirty cloth off the ground and throw it over his head. Hide your yeah, face. You're I'll ugly. take off my jacket. I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm clearly. No, I'm hot anyways. It's cool. You're fine. I'm very much not myself, obviously. Um, yeah. No, you don't look it. So you gotta cover up. I <laughs> I'm, I'm not happy about this. This. I'm dead, basically. It's. Yup. It's a yep. lot to deal with, and. You're going to be dead again yeah. if Winter sees you walking around, especially looking like that. I'm sorry. I, I will control myself. I, I will do everything I can, and if I, feel like I'm a danger to you, I will, I will leave. I, I, I will not hurt you. I promise. Well, he promised. That's snatch your jacket and just throw it over his head. You are very ugly right now. You will spook a lot of people. Yeah, I know. That's coming from glad me. somebody Gun. said it because <laughs> this kind of like wrap some you know fabric around and kind of give myself a mask. It's gonna cover up most of me. Kind of cover Marius as well as you can. The bang bang shop. Trey heads out the door. Having tossed a sign, a sign inside, hung it on whatever he could reach. As he heads out towards the road, as we said a little prematurely last week, you see a figure approaching. It is a friend of yours. Just walking down the road, dressed up in fairly nice clothes that you've definitely never seen him wearing before. Uh, just coming seemingly here towards you and towards the blacksmith. More Convenient timing. Come inside. Okay, where are we going? Point right back at the blacksmith shop. Apparently I owe him some money, and he made me a weapon. Okay. So, like... Okay, I'll, I'll, pay, okay, I'll pay for it. What is it? <laughs> 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 
That's easy. <laughs> right, you have. There's nothing in these pockets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have clothes you pulled out of a box. But as you're looking through to see if there's any, <laughs> like, you got like a 20 tucked in in a shirt pocket or something <laughs> here. Down this same road, as it's the one that passes the High Mart, three more figures would approach. Whoa. As uh, <laughs> Marius, MD, and Cammy making their way towards the other side of town would see Trey and EZ just standing in the yard outside this blacksmith. EZ again, dressed up fairly well, clearly searching through all his pockets, trying to find something. He's not wearing the same clothes he was last uh, night. Well, <laughs> shouting down the street to them, I found him. Uh, I was like, did you have a good night, EZ? I bet he did! <laughs> uh, oh, also, and it's kind of got Marius. You found him. I found him. Oh, Marius well, gone too. He found us. <laughs> he didn't even know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Yeah. He was gone too. He, he, yeah, he went out for a nice little um, midnight meetup with yeah. a lady lover. <laughs> um, <laughs> How do you know about Reese? <laughs> <laughs> the evidence was all on the wall. It was uh, everywhere. Handprints. Yeah, it was, like, it was obvious something okay, like that. It was news to me. You <laughs> don't have to give us the details, but you, so I, we'd love to. You have a wife? We had very different wives. Oh. We were cohabs. <laughs> you were cohabitating. <laughs> that sounds pretty serious. I think she knows you all. I think I think we're all friends. I got good news well, for you. Why did she say hi? I threw Winter off the trail a little bit. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Thank you. We'll talk about it yeah. later in private. Yeah. No stuff. Um. So, kind of Marius, hold up his hand. Do we need a different name? And as you catch up the two here on the <laughs> events that each of them had missed the previous day, you guys got a good pile of cash from Clay's stash back in the asylum. I'm sure somebody has money on them. Uh, you have your money on yeah. you. I didn't know so who had it. Someone's it, yeah. got it. For well, we sure. split it evenly between the two of us to carry, and I just never took it out of the pack. So the group of you, I couldn't remember, could who step had back it. in and try could introduce you to his friend that he <laughs> met up with here. Uh, who wants bang to bang. meet Bang Bang, my best friend? Me. <laughs> oh. I want to meet Trey's best friend. He knows Bang Bang. And as you walk inside this uh, storefront, I guess thankfully to his scant decorations, there is a decent amount of space for the five you to fit in here. It is mostly open just with weapons kind of stuck into the walls and the tables. And I'm basically anything. walking right back in after I said I'll be back in an hour. Pretty much. It's been like a <laughs> handful of different. minutes, maybe. And as you come bang, back bang. in... Bang, bang. It's been an hour. He just pokes his head around the counter in the back. Now you went and got the goons! Oh, okay, that's what we're doing. That's how it's going to be. I no, like I and, got uh, the money. He steps back out and he's just got a knife. In his hand. And I'm just pointing at MD. I brought the money. Pull out the rut sack and just shink. It does jingle pretty hard when you put it down. And he comes and totters over, knife still in hand, and picks it up with his other hand and totters back over behind the counter. And you, uh, the counter is taller than him. So as he gets around behind it, you see him clearly climb up on something back <laughs> behind the counter so he can get pretty much just his head up over the bar of the counter. And he puts this, the, the rucksack up there. You're pretty used to that. Puts the knife up there. Hey, no. And climbs <laughs> all the way up on top of the counter. Finally putting him kind of at eye level <laughs> with Trey and MD here as he undoes his little pouch and looks in. Mm. 
Bang, bang, count. Take your time. One. You mind if I look around? Two. Three. Yeah, I'm content to sit here and watch. Yeah, I'm going to be like four, seven, eight, <laughs> and three. Ten. You're waiting Ten. for a process. It doesn't well. seem like it's going to be incredibly fast. You just kind of look around the shop, browsing for things. And Bang Bang's got more than just weapons. He does seem to predominantly make things that stab and cut people. He seems to have a bit of an affinity for, you know, sharp objects. Goblin. Looks like the majority of what Bang Bang produces in here. But that's not it. He does have some suits of armor. The chainmail that he's got doesn't look great. The rings are pretty thick and rot and unpolished. But you can tell that regardless of their appearance, they are very sturdy, actually. It is, like, it's well made in a way that counts. It's not gonna look pretty, uh, but it is absolutely going to do its job. He's also got some plate pieces around as well uh, for something even heavier and scaled mail to put over the top of the leather jerkin or something also. He's clearly the only blacksmith in town who is just kind of here to make stuff that kills people or prevents you from getting killed. Bang Bang's got a type. Bang Bang knows what he's about. But as you're looking around here, uh, you hear the door handle kind of rattle a little bit. The door just kind of jostling <laughs> its thing. And uh, he looks up from his coin. Place hard! Do I stuck? Ah, what was I on? 17. And... <laughs> The door just kind of rattles again. Kick it! If you have to kick it! Bang, bang, fix door someday! <laughs> 17. Um. Might as well restart. <laughs> the door still just kind of rattles in its frame. Trey, can you get the door? And you hear it get hit a little bit, kind of weakly, as someone doesn't really feel like they want to destroy the door. I the will bang, go so. over to open the door. And you pull and yank it open and see a... Uh, woman standing there uh, she is got her head down and a hand up on the side of her head her outfit is in terrible condition you can barely even tell what it once was without shredded and absolutely like caked in dried mud it is it looks like she just crawled out of a freaking swamp uh, her hair her skin much the same uh, you can see and she just sort of stands there. She looks up at you. Her eyes, like, sunken down into her skull. Like malnourished. Uh, yeah, very, very much so. The iris is almost just a stark white. And she looks around the room until her eyes fall on MD. Murderer! Murderer! And she pulls her hand down, and you can see that entire section of her head is gone. Her skull, from the base of her ear to the center of the top, is completely destroyed. Looks like it's been absolutely caved in and caked over with mud and dirt. As she locks eyes with you, MD. We're going to take our midstream break. Wasn't me. <laughs> stand up. We stretch our legs. Feel free to grab some snacks, get some drinks, and we'll find out who this woman is when we return. It's going to be about 10 minutes, so don't go too far. We'll be right back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. As we left off before the break, a new guest has arrived here at Bang Bang's Smithy. 
also called Bang Bang. <laughs> bang Bang and on our, the door. Uh, party of would-be would be heroes here. The five of you who have just been forced into basically every situation that you've come across so far. None <laughs> of you signed up for any of this. Not even a little bit. Let's go around briefly and reintroduce all these characters before we head back in. Starting on this end, we'll just go around. Uh, Marius Greyfall. I'm a ghoul dwarf ranger. <laughs> we can just say ghoul now. We can we can use the G <laughs> word. <laughs> We're in there. I am playing MD, my large Holdscard orc. I finally said it. I've been trying to... Holdscard. Yeah, Holdscard. It's kind of a tongue twister. Yeah, Holdscard orc rogue. I thought you were looking at him. <laughs> I thought you were oh, switching I, the order. <laughs> no, I was looking at him because he was about yeah. to see what he was doing. Sorry. Howdy, I am Derp, and I play Trey, the Hobgoblin frontline fighter. He's a big boy. I'm Sully. I play Cammy, the itty bitty gnomish witch. I'm Kevin. I play EZ. I am a normal human bar. Average. Regular yeah, guy. It's an average Martin. guy with completely average riz. Just, just 18 <laughs> it's charisma very average. average riz. They go up and down. <laughs> As we oh, that's left off, the group of you were in Bang Bang Smithy trying to settle a debt that Trey apparently had with this goblin blacksmith. And the door opened to reveal a woman who looked like her skull had been caved in. And as she looked across the smithy and saw MD and locked eyes with him, moving her hand and revealing this horrific, grievous injury, you remember her. You remember what happened to her. You remember dragging her out into the yard. One hand just in her hair, one hand on the back of her shirt, dragging her out head first and slamming her like a battering ram into a tree. And as her face crashes against that and she drops down to the ground, already clearly very bloodied and begging, you just pull back and land a huge orc boot in the side of her ribs and knock her over. Why are you here? What are you looking for? And she, at this point, just curled up on the ground, cowering and crying, doesn't really say anything. So you kick her again, squarely in the stomach, knock the wind out of her, and she's just, at this point, wheezing. There's nothing here for the sleepless agency. I don't want to see a single one of you up in Iris Hill again. Do you understand? Do you understand? She, again, just begs and pleads, and it just pisses you off. You, you're angry. You don't know why this just sets you off like it does. But you pull your foot back again, less back, this time more up, and just slam it down, stomping on the side of her head, and you feel it crunch down, and immediately she stops writhing. You pull your foot back up and just yell at her again. Answer me! Do you understand? Absolutely no response. She's completely motionless. Your boot, the ground around her, completely just soaked with her blood. You kind of stop, breathe for a second, look down at her. Damn it. Damn it. 
What do I do with this? Damn it! You turn around and head back in from where you came. And you're back here in this room. That same woman now staring, glaring through the door at you. Absolute hate in her face. I need everybody to roll me some initiative. Can I roll athletics for opening the door? (laughs) (laughs) Good effort, but no. Gotta ask. Good effort. I'll take it. I'm going to roll a different d20 for this fight, but okay, I'm already here. Um, I'll start with her. She got a 33. Yeah. It's a big number. Easy. Uh, 12 plus 9, 21. 21? Cammy. 12 plus 9, 21. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go, I'll go first. Trey. 24. 24. MD. Rolled a four plus eight. No. Twelve. Marius. Sixteen plus ten, twenty-six. Twenty-six. So is that also what you got? Twenty-four. Gosh, I was critically succeeded all of all it's of okay all that of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just said it. And I she didn't... looks. <laughs> okay. She looks <laughs> across <clears throat> and calls out again at MD. Murderer! Murderer! And then she just shrieks an absolute ear-piercing scream that seems like it shakes the world. It's not just deafening, it's almost blinding. It sends all of you reeling. I need everybody to make me a will save. I'm gonna go ahead and play Cut to the Fog. Ooh, it's cut the fog. Play before you attempt a will save. You see the saving throw without needing the roll. I gain stupefied oh. one until I sleep. Okay, you stupefied one. But you're a little focused on her. You know, you remember her. Marius. 19. 19 will fail. Trey. 17. 17 will fail. Cammy. Hold a one. I'm using a hero point. Good. Good idea. Definitely, I would definitely do that. Oh. I rolled a four. I'm using my other hero point. Can I reroll it once? Oh, no, 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 can't no, roll, no. Can't reroll no. a D20 yeah. multiple times. Okay, okay, okay. Um. The panic is setting in. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um... Uh, then that's a, th- a 13. That will critically fail. Oh, boy. Your bones are gone. Uh, I'm going to use a point, too, because I rolled an 8. I could do better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a natural 20. So, All right, you'll critically succeed. You did succeed. better. 31. Let me figure out what so, um, our regular success, MD, you are frightened, too, on a success. Our failures... Was this an auditory... Or visual. This is absolutely auditory. Okay, okay, okay. You haven't gone yet, though. Oh, uh, no. You have your reaction. Yeah. This is... Hey, two... a great opportunity, but no. Almost. <laughs> Trey and Marius on a failure. You are both frightened, too, and paralyzed Ooh. by this... Uh, I am cry. not frightened. You are not frightened, but you are paralyzed. I am paralyzed, but I am not frightened. Cammy, you are absolutely overwhelmed by this screech. You are frightened three and paralyzed. As you are just left almost just kind of curled up, shaking your hands up at the side of your head like you're barely even here. 
And as she locks eyes here, screaming, she just pushes into the room. Trey, paralyzed. She slips past. Easy. She does actually have to roll. So, oh, she can get around the door here. And she's going to run right through the middle of the room, just right past everybody up to MD next to the counter. Clawing and just pushing past everything, knocking things off of tables, bumping, bumping the tables around, pushing Trey's stunned form out of the way as she barrels towards you. Marius, paralyzed. You're behind her, but you you can't do much. So she's not looking in my direction. She's not. Okay. Um, in that case, I think all I can do is um, just be completely shocked and you can uh, and moving and then uh, to hunt prey. You can hunt prey, I believe, paralyzed. That's just like you can still yeah. kind of focus. And be like that's the problem. I don't know if there's much else you can do yeah. in your state, but. After a few moments, you do start to come to your senses. You realize what's happening. You're no longer paralyzed. Okay. But Trey, as she pushes past you in the doorway. Recall knowledge know. three times. <laughs> Recall some knowledge, sure. Um, what is your religion? Minus one. <laughs> I, there's nothing stopping me from doing it three times. That's oh, fair. That's true. You might get certain. Um, so you, like, looking at this as, as she comes through, you have dealt with a lot of ghouls, and this doesn't look like that. She doesn't have the pointed ears. Her skin's not the same. This is more... It's very clearly undead something. It, it does... It doesn't look undead. Because undead's usually pretty clear. I mean, the head injury is, is obviously a huge exception, but the rest of her looks intact. I mean, her eyes are white, but they're still there. She has some sense about her this seems more akin to almost like a ghost that still has its body it's almost closer to a possession than it is like a a zombie or a ghoul or something like that the body is still physically there and intact and almost i mean it's not it's probably not alive given the injury but it's being piloted by something else this death and the state of it and this rage has turned it into something different. Um, and that means that you know, it's not traditional undead is what we're getting from that. And yeah. then <laughs> a regular failure. And uh, looking at her form, though, given that she has been pretty bashed and clearly is still coming at you, you definitely feel like bludgeoning attacks aren't going to be terribly effective. Can't say anything, but... Can't share it yet, but you can know that. Oh man, the gold bash of 9,000 is no use. Cammy, as you sit here completely overwhelmed by this screech, you feel like they're not even here anymore. Like, this absolutely rattles you to your very core. Uh, are there any fully mental actions that you can take? Um... So, okay, so what's... Uh, um, anything with... I'm like looking through my spells here. It would it's only be like a, is gonna be somatic is going to be somatic. do things. Verbals, you have to speak. Uh, I don't so, think there exists a traditional spell that you can cast. I don't think so. Um, unless you had some kind of a weird focus spell or something that didn't actually take regular components. Um, you can give your familiar uh, two actions. Can't that's you? true. You have like a link with your familiar. You can have. You can give two actions to blue. <laughs> I'll but. do. I'll save one action for myself to make a recall knowledge. Okay. And then. What's your religion modifier? 
Seven. Um, you actually have one. I do have one. Um, and then I'll make Blue do something. He can be useful. Um, Overwhelmed as you are, oh you barely can even tell what's going on. You you can't think of anything right now, much less of what this could be or what could be useful. I'm gonna use the other two actions for recall knowledge. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep thinking. And you're just really trying to like focus through the fog here. Be extremely consistent rolls. Oh come um, on. You can barely even with, with uh, that frightened three. You can you can I, barely that is a, see. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of your turn, you are still paralyzed. With Welcome fear. to the corner. You'll be mm-hmm. sitting there for a while. You're the only one that uh, she blows past you. You're the only one that seems to be unaffected by this scream. As you can see, your party reeling. Okay. I can see Marius being a little better. Marius or... definitely seems like he's fighting through it. Trey seems like he's pushing through it. Okay. Cammy definitely looks the worst. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna start off with some good words. I'm gonna be like, well, I was uh, kidnapped in the night, and that gave me quite a fright. It's okay. I'm used to such strife. She's not my wife, but, <laughs> <laughs> but everything will be all right. And that's courage. A little courage. Yeah. We could use a little courage. <laughs> so a little bit of courage. Then I'm going to... She seems corporeal. She does look like a body. Yeah. She doesn't look like a ghost or anything. Okay. Well, I am going to see a lot of objects in this room that are pretty dangerous. You have a lot of telekinetic projectile opportunities, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna look for the most just dangerous, like a spiked mall. Just, okay. Fling um, at her. Fling of, yeah, a spiked mall definitely would, there would be some sort of morning star or something pointy in there. Okay. Well, it is an eight, so I might use it. No, um, I'll just, I'll try it. Eight plus... 10 is 18. Yeah, 18 as you throw it. Uh, is You're going to see it make contact. It's going to oh. strike her, but she just kind of shrugs. It doesn't... like it, The spikes of the mall punch into her skin. Oh. 19. Punch in her skin a little bit, but it just kind of rolls across her and doesn't seem to phase her at all. That's not going to hit. Okay. And MD frightened too, but able to move at least. This woman screeching, shrieking is bearing down on you. Um... MG's like, just, I'm stunned staring at her. I'm, he's mouthing, he's whispering to himself, I'm, to her, I'm sorry. Bang Bang, you need to hide right now. Bang Bang is also just absolutely he's in another universe. He's like kind of curled up <laughs> in like a standing fetal position here. You got some big old ears. You didn't take that very I'm well. I'm sorry, Bang Bang. Um, I'm going to pull out the War Razor that we stole from the Tattered Man. Um, I'm going to take one good swipe at her. I look like her attention's now. Holy on me, anyways. Always. Roll the six on the die. So she is still even paralyzed. She is still flat-footed from um, just ran right into flanking. She doesn't even care. She's being absolutely one, no so caution. Six, Sixteen total. But sixteen, yeah. As you swipe at her, her ferocity is hard to get through. Um, and then I'm gonna move back twenty feet. Okay. Just to lure her away from the rest of the group. And as you move back through the building, her focus um, absolutely and wholly on you. Uh, she is going to continue 
to just barrel forward towards you, still just shrieking, Murderer! Murderer! Uh, and her hands outstretched just swipe out recklessly like claws in your direction. You are, I believe, still probably frightened one. And uh, I'm going to use one of my two will points on that first hit there, because it's rolled a two. <laughs> and she is going to swipe in for a 26. Uh, that is a crit at Frightened 1. He's not wearing armor, remember? That was armor on. I just, like, react. My back is turned to her. She gets me in the back. And this <clears throat> ferocity is backed by an incredible strength from what looks like a relatively slight woman. Uh, you've met this, you saw this a bit before with some of the ghouls back in the asylum without this feeling of like pain or any kind of restraint. The amount of power that can come out is incredible. And it, it is going to do 28 points of slashing damage. And these claws, as she connects, as she starts to rip across you, her fingers are going to tighten and grab, and you are also going to be grabbed. Um, I'm gonna, at that point, the pain, all this emotion coming through me, I'm gonna use my catharsis mage reaction, and as you're gonna hear, Aah! as I yell, out of this confusion, fear, everything, um, I forget, she takes, she has me grabbed now. She has grabbed you. And I've taken damage. Yep. So she takes, I forget, there's a amount of damage, like, it's a small amount of damage. Find that. Sorry for yelling. And, uh, oh, sorry for yelling. That's the thing we got. Uh, oh, gosh. I will come around to Marius here. As these two barrel towards the back of the shop, both just screaming now. As you kind of recover, still frightened, but able to move. I, you know, in my shock, I pull out my bow. Uh, I'm going to fire off two shots at her. Just no idea what's going on, but just instinct takes over. Uh, that's a uh, 18. Um, yeah, 18. it's minus frightened, so 18. That uh, isn't oh gonna gosh. do it. These arrows is just gonna. That definitely doesn't do it. One of them just flies by. It's a commotion flying on the shop. The other shot from this bow does just sort of stick into her, but doesn't even seem to phase her at all. Um, and then. Oh, I still have two actions left. <laughs> two actions. You have a quick um, draw. I'll do one more shot. Definitely misses also. That's another nine. Um, and I'm going to move ten feet toward them. And as you push forward, Trey also coming to here. What is a standard DC for our level? Standard DC for level four would be 19. Okay. That's what I need to make for my stance. Fair enough. So moving through the room to come up right behind her, drawing my sword and entering Dread Marshall's stance, I'll just speak out to the room, rend the flesh from the bones, scut her down. And to enter the stance, you have to make an intimidation check, not <laughs> on anyone. But okay. That's yeah, just yeah. to enter the stance. <laughs> we'll Please, do. Yeah. dude. No, do that. And I will re-roll it because honestly, this card's not super great for me. So I can freely spin that and not feel bad about it. She's a, Natural uh, 20. 
My aura jumps to 20 feet, and everybody gets damage equal to the number of dice they roll as bonus. Ooh. Anybody who crits inflicts frightened. Sick. Hmm. So you all get a pretty good bonus. And here. I'm now standing behind her sword drawn. And the uh, she's going to take four damage from your cathartic mage blast. Four. Yeah, check to get out of it soon. Force damage, and you get a check to try and twist away immediately. 18 on the die, so 30 total. 30 will do it. Critically fails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 30 will do it. Yeah. You pull away from her with this force as she kind of throws her hands up, not to defend herself, but they're literally like blasted back by this wave that comes out of you as Trey rushes in. Cammy's still sort of frozen here. You are desperately fighting through this to, to overcome it, and you're just shaking. You just freeze. You don't know what to do. And you feel blue on your shoulder, just kind of crawl up. He's just like using his little mitten hands, just kind of like pinching at your cheek and at your neck, just poking and prodding at you. He crawls up around. He kind of puts both his little mittens on one of the pigtails and sort of just pulls on it. He's trying to get you out of it, but it's it's a fight. By the end of this round, he's able to pull you free. But you are still paralyzed for this turn. Can I do recall knowledges? I mean, or? yeah, yeah, you've that's a full round of doing it. I recalled about, but you can. I'll give you. I'll give you another throw in there. Okay. <laughs> I roll between really? eight and twelve for oh all my of gosh, them. It's the on, most no. consistent stuff in the world. Hey, thirteen. That's one higher. Stalls and do it though. Okay. Which will put you. Thank you. you. Reminder to everyone: your frightened condition goes down by one at the end of each turn. So I'm. I'll be frightened. So you still one. be frightened one on my next turn, but not easy, paralyzed. But not paralyzed. Okay. 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 And I'm my so aura nervous. does also work on spells. So the number of okay. dice. Damage dice will give you bonuses. Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, well. And uh, go ahead and be like, all right, uh, MD wouldn't hurt a fly. He's not that kind of guy. He's a gentle giant. Uh, any request, you'll find him compliant. So can you leave? Bye. <laughs> 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 that's some courage. Please courage. <laughs> and then, do I have a line of sight of her? No. Uh, I would say you do over the counter and over Bang Bang, just kind of standing on it, like still just curled up in a little ball. Yeah, feeling inspired from your Marshall's war call. I'm going to just get a dagger that's in the wall and just flip it and try to hit her again. Ah! 20. Ooh. Nat twenty. So then you, what happens? Uh, she's now frightened one. If that's she, if that's a nat twenty, she's frightened one. She yeah. will be frightened one. Oh my one. gosh! Oh my gosh! Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, what kind of? So you're throwing a dagger. What kind of damage are you trying to do here? I mean, it's a dagger, so it's just like pointy, pointy damage. Fair enough, pointy damage. Yeah. I just said just slashing, piercing. I said don't do bludgeoning, basically. Fair enough. Um, give me your crit damage, sure. Yes. Yeah, so two, two d six. Two d six. And then Plus your courage. It's an attack roll too, so Whoa. you get all this stuff. Okay, two and a five. That's seven. So fourteen plus two. Is it sixteen? Sixteen. Uh, as it hits. And you, my damage bonus is status as well, so they don't stack. Yeah, you would feel as it, as it hits. You, you see it stick in, and you see her recoil a bit from the hit. It's a solid hit. It's a crit. Uh, but that dagger stabbing into her. The problem is the pain's not stopping her. 
injury's not slowing her down. The only thing that seems like it will work is, is physically stopping her. And piercing damage, is, this dagger's now sticking out of her back and it's not phasing her at all. Piercing damage isn't going to be that effective either. Mm. Okay. MD. Um, MD, I've turned around um, this knife still in my hand. I just give one big slash at her. I'm not even aiming at this point. Oh, you rolled a 20. You have a bless. You have a bless. Oh, you have a bless. Have a bless. We almost forgot. I it's, forgot. No, I the forgot. Green, the green, 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 green. That's green. Green, green, the good one. Put so it away. You get the green and whatever the spell. So there's going to be some categories on there. One of them probably says piercing or one of them says range. It, oh, it should be spell. Or there is bomb or spell. There's also piercing. Did you I read okay. both? Or do Don't, I? Have you read them yet? No. Do you want piercing or spell? Um, 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 spell. Spell. Good okay. choice. Protective charm. You gain plus two status bonus to AC and all saving throws. Um. Okay. Does well, it say for how long? Until the end of your next turn. Okay. I mean, so I'd this... rather go to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to take no damage. That one, yes. <laughs> As this magic kind of washes back the energy from this projectile, almost like a, a wave of force in front of you, kind of shielding you. Uh, it's going to be good if she screams again, that's for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. But you will... Be bolstered by this for a round. I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> MD. Um, yeah, MD is holding his head, this swinging wildly. 16 on the die. Ooh, okay, um, just one. And so flanked. And flanked. 27. 27 absolutely yeah. hits. Um, That's, if you say 27 no, doesn't hit, the flat fight's over. Flanked. We're done here, Did boys. Wrap it up. The, the razor was striking or not? Did we ever determine that? I believe the razor was striking. Yeah. Okay. Striking its D force was striking. Uh, backstab. And it's backstabber. <laughs> um, three, six, ten, twelve. An extra two from me. An extra two from you. Fourteen in the backstabber. Fifteen. Fifteen damage. Fifteen damage. Now this razor slashing through her flesh seems to be quite effective. She is still a body that needs to move. And cutting through muscle and tendon is going to be enough to debilitate her to actually physically stop her from attacking you. She does not resist the slashing of the razor. Um, and kind of losing my senses, the blood dripping off. He, I let out a little incantation. The blood dripping off kind of stops midair and coalesces into points. And I'm going to use my last two actions for magic missile into her. Okay. Pew, pew, pew. Good, 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 good. So it's two D4 plus one force damage each. So that's a four on one, a two on the other. Does this? No attack roll. Not no attack, attack roll. roll. But there is Inspire Courage. Yeah, so you get a plus yep. one from him, minus specifically on attack rolls. Yeah, yeah so you get yep. so plus, plus one, one from him. So Mine's very odd. Yep. Nine total? Four, two, plus two. Plus one, nine. Yeah. All right. She takes these hits, these missiles, droplets of blood blasting into her as you wrench yourself from her grip she immediately still screaming and seething not even paying the remotest bit of attention to the rest of the party she is completely and utterly focused on you I'll get that later that's why i have 50 d20s back here that's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be higher than the first one i rolled too higher so 27 you could re-roll it. To hit. I could. <laughs> it's a villain point. It. Funny, it's still I exactly a crit. <clears throat> I guess, yeah, because the Frightened brought it down. 
Uh, it'll be a bit lower this time. 20 points 20. of slashing damage. Mm -hmm. And again, she is just going to grab a hold of you. As she's just ripping and clawing. And as she sinks her claws into you, as she does grab onto you, you feel her claws punch and dig deeper. Like she's just squeezing and gripping in, like she's trying to claw your organs out of your body, like she's trying to get into your bones. She's trying to rip you apart. I need you to make me a fortitude save. Not the bones. Those are my bones, though. <laughs> um, you got weak bones? I got weak bones. Oh, boy. Uh, 11. 11's going to critically fail. Instant death. Is this an auditory vision? <laughs> <laughs> that you are visually seeing it happen. Yeah, you can watch it. That's, that's, that's a visual component for you, for sure. You're going to take 24 points of bludgeoning damage as her hands just crush into you. Um, DC MD goes slack. I'm going to use a reaction and take six of that damage. As uh, that's blessed, sa blessed sacrifice. Okay. You take Do you not go down now? <laughs> no, I'm damage. going down. Oh, come on. Oh. Um, but you see, also take six. Okay, okay. You see, recover and see this. Ball slack, and he hears Cammy wince. As his head drops down, he just looks back up. <laughs> He's my reaction for Orgus Ferocity. She hurt the baby. Nobody she hurts hurt the, the baby. baby. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Historically, um, people die very quickly after this. I forgot you had the Orgus Ferocity thing. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But you do, you see her get a hold of him and you see the strength, the, how fierce she is. You see him waver. You immediately jump in with that spell. You take some, you feel claws punching and crushing into your chest, into your side. The organ's still gonna take six points of bludgeoning damage. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you are wounded one. But as she keeps this hold on you, Marius. Uh, Trey, how, how tall are you? Six, four. I'm, because of the where I am, I provide soft cover. Yeah. Um, unless you have the thing that bypasses cover. I'm going to um, try to quickly run up to the side and kind of like jump up on the table between her and the wall. Okay. Um, and seeing, I'm going to put the bow away first, um, and kind of seeing what she's done. Uh, to MD. I want to kind of just jump and kind of shove her away. But... Try and separate them. Yeah. Alright. Give me an athletics check. You don't actually have to put the bow away. Yeah, you can that. keep your bow here. You can keep your hand out, but if, I um, assume he's going to go for stabby time. Yeah, that's... I'm going to re-roll that. Go away for that. Exactly the same. Six point. Uh, Six, Six point, point in time. For um, math. 15. Yeah, 15. 16, right? Is that ability shoves? Yeah. 15. I mean, uh, shoves an attack roll, so you, you okay. still get that. Uh, doesn't critically fail because of the Inspire Courage. <laughs> uh, as you, you can do it again. Try, she is attached. 100% of her whole being is dedicated to killing him. Mm hmm. I'm going to I'm going to just step back and try again 
Give me another attack roll. Minus five, but give me another shove attempt. Uh, that's probably going to be about one less. Um, so 11 plus eight is 19 minus five. So as you uh, try to push down her a second time, she's just completely latched on to MD here. Uh, she just swings around back at you with her shoulder, uh, knocking you down on the table with that critical failure amongst the pile of just crap in the back of the shop here. Uh, what looks like just a slew of mugs and weird wrapped meats and things that Bang Bang was eating or working on, tools he couldn't be bothered to put away. I just want to comment on the futility now of that the, the card I used to re-roll that got me absolutely no benefit was if I got knocked prone. I could, <laughs> oh my god. Like, I'm not gonna be knocked prone. The card wow. put you I here. I had the exact th same thing happen because the one I spent was to avoid being frightened. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what I have to do. I'm a fighter and I'm in flanking. Mm -hmm. No special tricks, no special antics. I'm about to roll this dice three times. As you please, go to roll please, that please, handsome ganker, MD for scaring the hell out of me with that scream earlier. <laughs> Great amount of emotion. Please don't die. Take a hero point. I'm literally shaking right now. You can't tell because I'm... I hope this, this works. This is a <laughs> notorious fight in Strange Aeons for its lethality. I hope this works. I can't believe that worked. <laughs> oh, that's the name. <laughs> yeah, that's the card. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, Attack number one. Second edition did not make this monster any less lethal. So that's a 29 against uh, flanking. That will hit. Not frightened? She's not frightened anymore. Yeah, that turn. passed. Her turn yep. went by. All right. And you hadn't hit her last turn. Yeah. So that's one. Wasted going for it. So 14 will be 23. That'll hit. It's two. <laughs> yeah. And then we're swinging this one at a plus three. <laughs> oh my gosh. Four, an 18. Or sorry, 16. Third one's not going to get it. But two swings, you're still wielding Red Destiny, right? Yeah. This red sword you'd find back mm. in the asylum. Two swings of Red Destiny just laying into her back because she almost makes no attempt to avoid you. Uh, like she just doesn't and care. Is plus six. So. 17 on the first one. Solid. And then... 17. As I just start hacking away. Two big hits. And Cammy, as you finally come to, blue, tugging, pinching, desperately trying to get your attention in the fight here. He crawls up one of your braids around to your face and puts one of his little mitten hands open on your eye. And you were just sitting there just trying to think of what you can even do with this creature, what you can do about this, what you're even facing. And you get a burst of insight from Blue here. This is a cursed kind of afterlife, what this woman has become. This is something nobody wants just driven by absolute hate and vengeance and seeing herself in this state 
could be literally crippling to her. Oh, 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 okay. Um, okay. Um. Would Easy have told us about the hat? Have you told them about the hat the moment you were, what bit you were outside? Um, I imagine I put it on. Yeah, I figure you guys probably shared most of your intel. I mean, I don't think Marius has shared a ton about his night, but... <laughs> Marius' uh, night out. <laughs> I mean, you could just share that and then do your turn if you don't have a way to do anything with it. Well, additionally, I was going to ask, because it's a weapons. is there anything reflective? I mean... I mean, there's a lot of metal. There are okay. a lot of, like, wide-headed axes. Bang Bang's not one for polish and clean, but okay. there is still a lot of metal. There's a lot of, like, metal sheets in the back around too. And it looks like he just lives in the back of the shop where this fight is going. Um, And there is like a little just bucket on the ground serving as a wash basin with a little mirror just kind of hung up above it right behind him. Yep, I'm I'm running for the mirror. And as I'm passing by, I'm going to Relayed easies. I I just uh, I, I, my my uh, uh, so it's a pink, uh, blue. It's pinky now. But he he told me he told me that uh, if she sees herself, that it'll be bad. So you you have the hat that could maybe do so. Anyways, I gotta grab this real quick. I, and I'm gonna okay. grab that mirror. And uh, can I get all the way over? Uh yeah, you can just run up right next to Marius and just reach uh, reach out and grab it off of the wall there behind the counter. He uh the back is more storage. Just kind of like right. It's you're only going just like right past the counter and bang bang here. And uh, what are you doing? I'm gonna grab the mirror, and if I can get over to her, then I'm gonna poke her in the back, and I'll, I'm just gonna hold it up. <laughs> you just kind of desperately try to jump. I'll be like, hey, 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 hey! Stop it! Stop it! Leave her alone! Look over here! And she, as she's focused on MD, catches a glimpse, like the flash of the light from you just jumping up and down, trying to get this up, and looks down at the mirror, and sees her own reflection, and she is going to make a will save. Yeah. She is going to get a regular success. She's going to get 27. As she looks down at that, she pauses for a moment and reaches down, snatching at the mirror. Um, and just grabs it out of uh, your hand. Okay, I'll let her have it. Yeah. And just staring into it. She's still got one hand sunk into MD. The other just staring at the mirror. And she is just frozen. You have one action left. Oh, I still have an action. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to lay on hands MD. Six health, two AC. Mm-hmm. 12 health, Woo! two yep. AC. Right, we're all four now. The two AC is what matters. <laughs> That's the, they both matter. They both matter. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Lucky number. Easy. Okay, so I just heard a lot from Cammy. Um, <laughs> it seemed like it worked. So I'm just going to be like, all right, well, uh, hey, hey, AMD, we aren't who we used to be, so please get better. This is a verbal get well letter. Uh, people change, you'll see. Not as soothe. <laughs> <laughs> I am soothing you. Her hands are still inside him. The flesh is going to heal around the fingers. <laughs> heal around her hands. Oh, oh, you know like when you get post-surgery stitches removed? And you can feel them like tugging on the flesh when it grows? Never had that happen, but it sounds oh. horrible. It's it's not anyway, fun. Anyway, so please to... roll anything that makes Nerf stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, my gosh. It's plus four. Plus four, so then that's seven and two, so Oh, nine. plus eight if it's a second level spell. It's plus four per die. Well, yeah, plus four per die. Plus four per die. 
Okay, so yeah, eight plus nine is... 17. 17. And plus two bonus for saves against mental effect. So you, know, you got a mental effect bonus, which is the screaming. You got AC, which is the murder. You got 29 health. Firepowers combined. Which is one trauma. crit. Which is... She hasn't crit that hard yet. It's been close. That'll, that'll take one. That's fair. You got one, actually. Well, I'm going to be it's like, be well, fine. piercing's no good. <laughs> no, no good. And bludgeoning's not the mood. So hit her with a slash. Like, with a bladed lash. We got this, dude. <laughs> and that's courage. I need it. MD. Um, her arm, her... MD, I'm not even making an attempt to get away from her. I just grab her by the wrist and just start hacking at her with the, with the razor. Um, first attack, seven on the die. 18 plus 119. Nope, I'm gonna do it. Second attack, eight on the die. He's swinging, but she's got a hold of you, and you're just, you're like, you're cutting. Your razor's absolutely hitting and cutting, but I know it's, it's already passed, but can I use this on the first attack? <laughs> oh, I don't want to rewind. I hate rewinds. So I know. Gosh. I know. It doesn't hurt. I'll use it on the second attack. Please. I will. You use it as a re-roll? Yeah. Just I'll let you roll it. Okay, I thought I was going to do some crazy He's no. having a hard I'll day. You, I'll let you burn his re-roll. <laughs> He's having yeah. a really bad day. 19 on the die. So... What up a lot? So 30 total against her flat-footed. No, 31 total against her flat-footed. 31 will crit. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Does that... Yeah, oh, it's a eight. She's it frightened. Be She's frightened one. That's for blessing Bane. Okay. Yeah, oh, my effect is just on a crit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so now she's, she's frightened one. It doesn't matter because it immediately is her turn. But um, it, it does matter because it's got to lower her attack rolls. True, actually. Mm -hmm. All right. So. Oh no! I hit her. Oh, it's not gonna go this down. This isn't gonna go down. Slash. Okay. So we do it this stays. first. Um, five, nine, twelve, twenty-four. Ooh. Plus another seven because it's backstabber. Plus Ooh. four. Um, or because it's deadly D8. Plus four. From me because you from crit. Her. It's That's two. pretty good. Four. 24, 28, 35. 35. Plus backstabber. 36. Six. 37 because it's striking. It's one per damage die, right? Yes. 37. 37's a pretty good crit. I always thought backstabber was useless, but look at us. It's doing stuff. It's got three total Third damage. Third attack. He's Mine. just swinging for the fences. Natural 20. Hey! Yes! 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 Do it again! again. <laughs> the total of twenty-four. So that's still good enough. <laughs> um, five, eight, twelve, twenty-four, twenty-nine, thirty-three, thirty-three, then thirty-five. thirty-five. If I murdered you, stay murdered. You. Just hacking at this hand that's holding on to you with your razor. Literally, swing by swing by swing. Hear the snap as the boner forearm gives out. She's not responding to pain, but she is still just the body that she is. And the arm clawed into you drops limp and falls to the floor as you just cut right through it, just below the elbow. You're no longer grabbed as she's even still as this happens just staring into the mirror the cami has handed her and between this attack and red destiny swings just ripping apart her back she is barely still standing murder, murder, murder. And she just throw the mirror on the ground and just 
stomp on it. And you hear the glass breaking. She's going to spend her first action in just a frenzy, just bashing this mirror in the floor. Don't, she's going to do that to you. Before, <laughs> don't use that. Before she turns back to MD, still reaching up with this just stomp of an elbow in her other hand. Murderer! Just. And she's got versatile damage now. Swinging, screaming towards you. Frightened one. Twenty-eight. It's a hit. Doesn't crit. Doesn't. Lay on hands. I'm gonna play um, with the, the ability on my hero point. What you got? To give a creature I can see resistance five to all damage until the start of my next turn. Five resistance. That's a good one. To this slash. <laughs> okay. So you're gonna oh take five less. She is gonna do a total of twelve after that. <sighs> Oh my gosh. Hey, and if, then, oh even my without God. the soothe, would still be up right now. As she just mm-hmm. swipes, you need to lay on hands for the not crit. Because um, mm-hmm. that would have been 34. Oh gosh, yeah, that would have been 34 have plus two. without the lay on hands. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the card. Just bashing and swiping with her claws, just still screeching. You see tears in her eyes as she is ripping her own hands apart, just trying to tear you to pieces. One last. Desperate swing on a minus four seventeen. Does not hit. This is some miracle. <laughs> and just, a literal miracle. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I no, don't. Why? I, well. I thought Why I was would you out. Do that? I have I had two. I have one more. Why would you do that? It is a natural one. Ooh. Some miracle. This is no <laughs> camera I can put this on, but that is. Arcadis can see it. Oh my gosh. Natural one. As she reaches out with this hand you've hacked free and this stump just loosely kind of batters into you. Marius. Well, I'm going to just tell you what I want to do, and you can tell me if I can try to do that. I'll well, first, first I got to stand up. Standing up, step one. Yeah. Uh, and what I want to try to do is to either grapple or shove her uh, with the aim of trying to get her into the furnace. You've, uh, okay. You've got, you could, you need to step down off the table to get a better angle here. Um, so you can push her straight back into it. Uh, but then it is going to just be an athletics check as your third action as Marius just tries to barrel her into, uh, yeah, this is not like a fireplace. This is like a little foundry that he's got in his house because Bang Bang is not smart. Uh, and it's... It, that's a 16. 16. Love, 17. 17. Marius is trying, but this this like raw physical strength is not a strong suit here. Trey. It should be. <laughs> in the abomination. And I'm going to keep cutting. Um, that will miss because that's a three on the die. And then... That is a 15, 13, 21 into flanking frightened one. 21 into flanking frightened one will do it. And then third attack is not going to connect because that's a f- 17. With this last hit here, Zemd hacks their arm and she just flails at him. And Trey lays into her backside. How do you win this? Does she have like three health? Because I rolled got, really low. She's got eight. 
Uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I just assumed you couldn't oh, do less oh. than that, but here we are. They are D eights. I mean, That's I could fair. roll a one and a two. Oh my gosh! How? Oh. oh my gosh! Oh. This entire time has just been Use rushing it. to cut her down and make sure that she can't start laying into his unconscious body. There is no particular cut that notices it because it doesn't stop cutting until the body is prone and nearly cleaved in half. And as the body falls, Indy falls to his knees and catches it as well. And he's hear him softly whispering, I'm sorry. And I'm as sorry. Trey is hacked her apart, hacked through her spines, her body collapses, her legs so she can no longer stand. Even still, her body tatters. The hand still claws at you as you hold her. And just in this pile of dead flesh cut to ribbons. <laughs> Sorry. And slowly it just stops. No power left in the body to move it anymore. That's an interesting way for the past to haunt you. Ah. Why you bring the bang bang? Wasn't us bang bang. You bring dead things to bang bang store. Just... Bang bang don't even want money. Just take pointy stick and leave. Leave bang bang alone. <laughs> Works for me. I will sheath red destiny and then drag the body and grab the pike on the way out gonna carry the body is uh, i'll yeah. let you carry it's, it does her body appear to be like fresh corpse or it like it looks like dead. she's been dead for a while um not quite snackable sir i mean it's anything snackable but she certainly was was dead for long before she came here okay you carry the body of this victim out of Bang Bang Smithy and into the street. Indy carrying it. What are you guys do? I'm going to the church. As we're walking out, what did the door, like what was making the door broken? The frame's kind of broken and it gets stuck. Could I use my improvised tool to try to just like knock Absolutely. it Absolutely. Yeah. You want to give me a, just a crafting check? Yeah. It's not like it's super hard. Natural 20. 20. <laughs> Literally just goes up bumps <laughs> This is where you drop the 20? <laughs> this is the moment? Are you serious? I almost died. <laughs> you, uh... You come around on your way out. You stop and just, yeah, improvise something. You, you, there's a bunch of woodcutting hatchets and tools. Like, what do you do? I'm imagining I basically... Yeah, 20, like, tell pick, me whatever story you want to tell pick, me. Pick man. up, like, a hammer or just something kind of heavy-ish and just kind of, like, hit the frame and then just, like... Just, Calmly close the door. <laughs> Sorry about the mess. And I just immediately the whole frame just boop back in the shape <laughs> as he taps it and the door just closes quietly. Sorry for the mess. Fixes door doesn't elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> and these blood all over the back of uh, Bang Bang Smith. A lot of blood. Uh, to a goblin, that's a tip. <laughs> <laughs> Did you we had, get change on the payment? You head back towards New Chapel, um, just carrying this mud-caked 
absolutely decimated corpse through the streets. Uh, you definitely get some looks. You certainly get some weird eyes, but it's not far. And before long, you arrive back at the same cemetery you'd been in the morning. Before we walk in, we'll give you the hat, and we'll be like, <laughs> you're kind of like on watch in this part of town. Yeah, so just not a bad idea. Just, just put, put this on. Okay. I've, it's a loan. It'll be a good will for you, I think. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Sam Fox 10, for that one. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sam Fox 10. Thanks. What Thanks. does it look like? Uh, it? it looks like, so this, uh, what I don't know, what does it look like, Marius? So, so, so you said that the hat is, it take it makes you take, or like the clothes take the appearance of whatever you're, look, you're thinking of? What does Marius do with this hat? You get handed. You get a hand to. You got a brief story. You heard about what happened when Reese put it on. Gives you a dress. <laughs> what do you and beautiful like? golden hair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I've heard Gosh. the story, and I think I'm still a little kind of confused. There's a lot going on, and so I'm I'm probably keeping like the face wrap on and just kind of like put it on, assuming assuming mostly just to like you know shade myself a little bit more, kind of continue to obfuscate things so what are you thinking about when you put it on anything in particular um i guess i'd be thinking about um i'd probably be thinking about like uh just a random civilian the people who are possibly watching us um, kind of somebody in normal-ish clothes, maybe, maybe um, someone who appears to be in slightly more armor because they'd be the ones I'd be a little bit more worried about. That's fair. Um, There's a lot of people that wear like simple, like leather jerkins and things around just in case. Not a lot of people that wear much heavier than like chain. Yeah. But uh, you. Besides that, I'm probably thinking about the body still. But um, I think I'm more worried about like appearances and the people around as me you think right of now. that and you put the hat on marius looking at just well it looks like it's probably a dock worker or on his break or i mean it's getting late in the afternoon by now coming home for the evening done up with some a little bit of heavier leather protector especially pauldrons so it looks like he, so we can port a lot of things around uh you would see marius's entire outfit change to be near identical to what that man is wearing and even more than that Marius himself, as he puts the hat on, rises upward, uh, his body kind of growing, elongating a little, his face even changing to something sort of between his and that guy's. This rot, this ghoulish, ghoulish flesh giving way to just clear skin, his beard disappearing entirely his hair color changing looking good get you a new name too if you want he doesn't even look like a dwarf yeah. anymore this is quite the interesting hat you've got here thanks <laughs> had, a good, had a good night yeah thank and you I'll, I'll find a way to repay you <laughs> from chef zjsa md because he didn't die to that thing. Mm. That is a very. AJ said he made a very hard to kill character. It's a very lethal encounter. See, he made it very it's hard not... to kill characters, except for the one encounter that is designed to kill one character. Hey, he had ferocity, and that did work. Or got a lot of extra damage on the board and gave them one less turn of ripping you apart, which could have definitely made a difference. 
Mm-hmm. Warning sign. <laughs> Quick, draw a butterfly. <laughs> As you, the group of you, head back up towards the church, where you had the, ch- um, the church, the graveyard, I assume. Yeah. Into the cemetery know. back behind New Chapel, right across from your cottage as the sun starts to sink down towards the horizon. What do you do? Don't even, in, at this point, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just going through motions that I think are right. I don't know how to enter a body. I don't know where winter is. I don't want to go look for. I just kind of want to be here thinking. What about the rest of you? And he clearly looks lost, but what do you do? So go looking for a shovel. I th- there's the. I, I don't. It's uncomfortable to talk about, but you know, if if you, in an effort to try to make myself safer, around all of you. There are un- uncomfortable, you know, truths that I might have to face, and. In this case, it might be easier for everybody if you just let me take the body somewhere else myself. Does anyone know how to build a coffin? I'm sure I could figure it out. And there were supplies inside the church. I remember that. You would know with that key that you found in the morning, you can get into the groundskeeper's entrance to a new chapel. And in addition to shovels and basic tools in there, there actually would be a couple of caskets. Um, just simple, plain ones, or the nameless bodies have to be interred. Those without friends or family or any proper burials or connections. There's something. I'm sorry, Marius. Not this one. It's okay. I'm gonna lay the body down. Trey, can you help me? Not a problem. Get a casket and. I just look to the others like, you guys can go back and sleep. I'll be here. No, I'll, I'll yeah, stay out wait. of here. I can, I can still help, but got some crafting skills. Do they have any, like, funeral bagpipes or something? There would be... Funeral tuba. There would be, like, a small section of... It's a Little sets of candles. There would be several unmarked headstones along with the uh, the coffins. Uh, a lot of symbols of phrasma as well. Just loose icons carved from stone. Uh, but beyond that, nothing much. If You've seen Winter by now perform the rites quite a few times. And though hers are exceedingly extensive given her upbringing. You know the general idea. Like books of phrasma? Like just like read off? prayer book or something? Probably somewhere within the church, but those wouldn't be back in the groundskeeping area. Do you think you knew her name? I don't remember anything. You think... You just immediately, that's like the response to complaining about Friday. I don't know. But then, you do. It was Kleina. Kleina Murek. She was a sleepless agent. And you found her snooping around the manor. What'd you say that was? Kleina or Murik? Kleina? I'm, since you guys kind of seemed like you just want to take her away and it might be better if I'm separated from the body a little bit, I'll take one of those unmarked, or one of the like uncarved headstones and try to carve her name into it. 
It would certainly be chisels and tools in there for you to do that. Yeah. After some time and the amount of work from near everyone here, you would have a grave lined up well enough where it seems like it should go in the cemetery and a headstone with a simply carved epitaph, little more than a title. And you'd lay her down and you'd cover it back up. Bury her to rest as she should have been who knows how long ago. It's the best you can do now. Well, there's like a camera revolved on things in our past and they're going to come back and get us. Yeah, unrelated. If someone with no tongue shows <laughs> up and is looking undead like and wants to kill me, I will, honestly, there's a reason for it, but I will hmm. fight to the death for you. You so, two yeah. are making we're not, me feel a whole lot better. We're, we're not alone in this. <laughs> Am I the only one who just ripped people off? I, I ripped people's tongue off. I think in the morning. Kill that guy. You know, blood loss. I don't know what happened after. I need to go talk to the sleepless agency. By the time you're done digging, hey, they're sleepless. Don't you say it. Don't you say it's too late to go? It's the sleepless I mean, the agency. Sun would well, the sun would well. Twenty-four seven, no done. sleep. It would be quite late, near an hour past sunset. You go if you wanted, but it may be wiser to. That's in the morning. First thing. Can't home. believe that they would put that on their sign. They didn't have hours out in front of the door. Your cottage is, fortunately, right there. So it's a very short journey back to your well, temporary home for now. Marius, if you do slip out in the night, be careful. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be staying in tonight. But yes, I'll I'll, I'll be careful in the future. And this time properly, the group of you can lay down. The group of you can rest and sleep. All of you here can rest in this cottage as well as you can. The problem in the asylum was the constant threat of death, the dreams, the nightmares. You were never safe. The problem now is, well, trying to live with what it seems like most, if not all, of you have done. But exhaustion is a powerful thing. And sleep you certainly were. I'm technically fatigued. <laughs> after the catharsis, after four rounds, you get fatigued. Well, good news, you're going to bed. <laughs> so, you're going to be very asleep. And you'll awake in the morning, warm and safe, in your little cottage, like nothing that ever happened. Cammy, when you awake in the morning, you feel off. Your mouth is weirdly dry and feels kind of hard to think. You're still tired. You, you slept well. It's not, I need to sleep tired. It's just fatigue. And you literally are. You are fatigued when you awake in the morning. And you, you are desperately craving something to help with that edge. (laughs) You are suffering from withdrawal symptoms 
for passion. Oh my gosh, I forgot. <laughs> because that save you made, you rolled like a two. <laughs> that was an addiction save. Oh, Cammy no. is addicted to passion. Oh, this surprises Can no I go to? Is there an AA meeting? And she market. is. just got out of rehab. No, <laughs> I can't go back there. Certainly <laughs> starting to feel the effects. I don't need this right now. I've got a lot <laughs> on my plate. We do have a lot that we still need to tend to. The Sleepless Agency did give us some direction. Lady Rance asked us to look into something. We haven't even had the chance. Trey met with one of his former friends, it seems, that could give you all possibly some more information. Set up your date. Yeah. I'll be... Burying a body. A little more important than a date. He seems like he's there pretty often. I don't think it'll be hard to catch him. Literally can walk in and say, sorry, I had to bury a body. And he'll be like, oh, cool. He's probably just like, oh, that's you, man. That's so you, Uggs. Uh, But... Of course, that's not even to speak of everything else that you seem to be involved in. Some level of directly, in some cases, or accessories to. The guard being gone, whatever's happening in Fort Halicorse, whatever's happened to the Count and his estate. There's a lot wrong in Thrushmore. And when we return next week, we'll look further into it. We've got a lot more ahead of us and a lot more coming for you guys every Saturday 3pm Eastern here at twitch.tv slash show but if you want some more of our Pathfinder before that we've got a couple of options first of all, Monday just two days from now, we've got our late night show, starts at 7pm Eastern, starts an hour after this one ends, an hour after right now same channel, we're playing through Malevolence, and I think we're getting pretty close to the end of that particular very, adventure. Very, very close are, to the end. We are real deep in Zarwin Manor at the moment, and the Numina family has uh, got about every possible problem under the sun standing between them and, you know, maybe actually getting to leave here someday. <laughs> Definitely still somewhat including each other. We're functional. <laughs> we promise. Me and Sully here change seats. She's running that one. I'm a player. We didn't on purpose, make all of our current campaigns spooky horror things that just sort of happened. Look, we got type, okay? We know what we're into. Yep, we know what we're about <laughs> here. But also, we have fairly recently gotten back into and completely reformatted our Patreon. So everyone to support us over there that's given us the memes like Salsar Todd on Age of Ashes. Thank you all so much. We got some real content for any Patreon supporters now. It's super streamlined, only one tier at $5, and gives you access to what we're here going to be doing in about five minutes, which is our post-show. We sit down, it's kind of like the pre-show, just after. We talk about the episode that just happened, talk about big moments, highlights, thoughts, predictions, or we just go nuts about Pepto-Bismol. I mean, anything's possible, really. <laughs> it's a it's a wasteland. And all of our supporters on Patreon get to see those for all of our shows now. And speaking of things that have been revitalized, our podcast is back as well. So, you should be able to look us up, uh, Undeniably Good Time, the UGT show, on pretty much any podcast network that you would want to. And you'll find us. You'll find all of our old podcasts going all the way back to the beginning of Age of Ages, what feels like 10,000 years ago. You'll find Strange Aeons Chapter 2. You'll find all the UGT content going forward, nice and sorted into its own little playlist and category. So thanks for hanging out, everybody. 
Thank you for being here. Stay safe. Stay sane. We'll see you next week. Thank you.